Chelsea will be taking. The Chemic Royals Cricket Club podcast is proud to be sponsored by Royalty Plumbing. Royalty Plumbing is a reliable plumbing, gas and electrical company dedicated to providing quality service throughout the Perth area. Give them a call today on 9451 7735. Oh yeah. Would you believe it? Oh, the Kenwick Cricket Log podcast is back and it's bigger and better than ever. We did have Chris Chadwick last week and he was supposed to have a, a second guest in the studio with him. We'll reveal who that is very shortly. First of all, Stephen, welcome back. Great to be here, Matthew, in your presence uh, and the presence of our guest here. And I think you're affectionately referring to it as the rumpus room. The rumpus room. The rumpus room, that is correct. That is what he coined the room as. Look, there was a good time when we did the footy yard together where it was yeah. the rumpus room and you didn't like it and eventually you did veer away from it. You did well to get away from it and I yeah. think it was a good decision. But while I'm in charge and whilst the Kenwick Cricket Club podcast, the rumpus room's back. I regret giving him the producer's chair already. I reckon that our guest puts the rump in rumpus room. I and do like to rump. in saying that, please welcome Hayden Narducci. Hayden, welcome. Thanks, boys. It's um, such a pleasure to be on, obviously. Chatty and I had been angling for a while now to get an episode together, um, but unfortunately, genital warts last week, uh, I mean, COVID <laughs> last week restricted that, so I couldn't quite get on um, last week, but it's great to be here tonight. Now, before we do, do go through your stats... Yeah, oh, the, they'd be good. They'd be they'd good. They'd be real good. They'd probably be the best you've had in uh, this entire series. <laughs> Let me ask, um, COVID, yeah. obviously you had it... Was it the second time you've had it? No, first, first time. First. So you, we were immune together and now you've... Yeah, well, look, it's a bit of a, a shit disease, whatever you call it. I Like, the worst day I had it was the Tuesday. Um, I did work, which was just eight hours of... Uh, we moved, I think it was 23 tonnes by hand of just, like, horse supplements. I did half that myself. So I'm carrying, like, tw- by 25 kilos, how many reps that is, like, 400 Good for the reps. fitness, though. Yeah, exactly. And then I did footy pre-season where I did, like, a 3K time trial at the end of it. And I was like, oh, geez, feeling a bit rough today. And then, I like, that was it. it. Like, it didn't prevent me from doing anything. I think anyone that has time off from work because they feel like shit – uh, needs to have a look in the mirror and think, is it the COVID that's making me feel like shit or am I just missing something in life? Did you, when did you, re- did you return to work that week? I did ask. I had the <laughs> Wednesday off and then I said, I'm going to be testing negative tomorrow. I guarantee you, can I come back to work? He said, oh, we'll see. Tested negative, sure enough. Um, and he said, oh, I'd rather you just come in Monday. And I said, oh, okay, fine, I'll fine. have a five day weekend. Fair You've enough. convinced me. Bit of a holiday, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was. It just feels refreshing and so good to be back at work now. Now, one of the big rumours out of that, and potentially an exclusive, you're at footy pre-season. Am yep. I hearing comeback? Um, don't call it a comeback. But also, please do. No, I don't know. Um, it was never... It was. It's not a comeback because you were never really gone. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I'm... Probably moving to, oh, not probably, 50 50. I'm moving to Melbourne temporarily. What the fuck? Well, that's at an exclusive. The, at, at the start, it's not quite an exclusive. I've told a few people. <laughs> As we just, it depends on um, my mate's rent renewal. Hang on. And what? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you did tell me about this now. Yeah. Oh. No, but still, but no, attention. I just wipe it out of my brain because it upsets me too much. Yeah. Well, um, but when when's the plan? February. B season's derailed. We're fucked. And there, I've played three games this year, Matt. Uh, February. 
I think um, we won two of those. That's true. And the one I got a duck in, we lost. So I guess I probably am the backbone of that side. If you left in February, how would you how would you twelfth man for any any flags? I think I'd be back in April. So no, oh, you'd be back for my birthday though. Exactly. Well, that's why I wanted to come back in April. Oh, cool. Because I thought early April, very early April. Oh, nice. Um, but also, yeah. What sort? Of, what sort of date in uh, in February? Because the one day final, I think, is the fifth Sunday. Fifth. I believe the tenth. So you're saying? Yeah, I'm there's saying. A chance. Saying I'm at footy preseason, not for footy at all. I just want to get my fitness up to run water better so, than ever. So what you're saying is, four guys who played fourth grade all season missed out. Yeah, and all of a sudden they go, <laughs> we're still going with Gooch as twelve. Well, at the end of the day, it's more just like, you know, you pick the best players one through eleven. Why would you not pick the best players one through twelve? Yeah, I mean, you get to the big dance, you need the experience. Someone who's been there before, someone who's obviously very, very qualified in, in hydrating individuals, and someone who knows how to pull off short shorts. I'm going to yeah. say it. I don't think any of those fourth boy, fourth grade boys, could pull off short shorts. Yeah. Would you also, out of interest, um, if you're wearing the white footy shorts, for example, would you also don them in the field if you had to come on a subfield and really just throw yourself around? Probably not. It would get quite itchy, I'd imagine. It would be. I would probably get the shoes from last year's one-day final back from... They're at the front <laughs> of Border Express. Um, Weren't they going to go in the Kenwick Museum? Yeah, so right now they're just letting some grass go around them, uh, some mould, essentially. I, I They were on their last legs anyway, and I... Moved to my right, then realised the ball was going to my left, so I tried to spring it off and my foot just went through it. Uh, ran off, stole some tape from, I believe, Ben Howard's bag, taped it together. We won, obviously, um, and I did the most disgusting shoey out of it in my life because I poured it from, like, the heel to where the hole was in the toe. I was drinking out of that, and it tasted yeah. like our dog shit smells. Oh, God. But yeah. That's the price you got to pay for victory. Anyway, I can already feel this is going to be a very long podcast. <laughs> Stephen, do you want to go through well, Hayden's statistics? I just wanted to touch back on, on the genital warts claim. Sorry, can't do. Well, did you know that toward the back end of his career, Shoa Bakhtar was left out of a, a World Cup squad for Pakistan, a 2020 World Cup squad, I think 2012, because he did in fact have genital warts. And another exclusive dropped on the Kenwood wow. podcast. So there's another thing that Shaw Bakter and I have in common. Wow. Other than unbelievably good looks. One of the fastest bowlers in the world. Maybe he was doing something else fast. Yeah, exactly. Saying. Anyway, Stephen, go through the statistics. Well, wow, wow. I had a great deal of great deal of fun going through this. I would. Uh, Hayden Narducci. 68 of the best games. Oh. I'm surprised you've not shut that many given your, your recent retirements. I think I've got one more game left in me by the sound. It's time to call it a day. Now, you are the 76th highest run scorer in the history of the Kenwick Cricket Club, according to my cricket. Yeah, wow. 588 runs at an average of 14.7, which we will call 15. I think half of those came in one, more than half of those came in one <laughs> yeah, season. Two fifties. Yep. High score of 61. Against East Fremantle in the oh, one day half. What a day. It was it was the Saturday before Christmas. I rolled I rolled into Chrissy Day and got the old How's cricket been going? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, Matt. Sit down, mate. You enjoy that breakfast because I'm gonna regale every single delivery from this sixty one I scored four days ago. Now this this might tickle you. Equal one hundred and seventy fifth on the all time wicket taking list. Yeah, nice. Underbold. 
Definitely <laughs> underbold. Nine wickets at a respectable 24 points. Oh, how many you reckon of those came in the FC? Again, over half. I took three of them against <laughs> East Fremantle as well. So. Best bowling of three for 14 against East Fremantle. And I should have been on a hat trick, but Al Martin dropped a sitter. Literally like an underarm. I think we'll hear more from Al as the, uh, as the potty goes on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 26 catches, eight of it, eight of which is a wicketkeeper. Again, underkept. Five runouts. Very good in the field as well, might I say. Yeah, also robbed of a runout against Willerton last year, supposedly. Mm. Really good direct hit, um, fourth grade. Oh. And oh, it was like, well. I was at like mid-on or mid-wicket, just picked it up and like as I picked it up, underarmed it, and it was like one line of stumps. But as I threw it, my hat's gone over my head. Oh. So I didn't actually see how it went. It did hit a mole, but then she called not out, and the square leg umpire from their team came up to me and went, that was fucking gone. He was out by miles. Oh, wow. And so I kicked off, and, um, yeah, the SMCA threatened to ban me because I said I was going to start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't fair, actually happen. Fair it enough. didn't happen, but I wanted it to. I don't believe enough. that some of that happened. Yeah, some of it happened, not the SMCA threatening to ban me part. Now, we'll probably speak for another 10 minutes, and I've set aside, like, a two-and-a-half-hour, like, patch for us to talk about one-day Earths. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, I could talk about one-day Earths for years. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll get into that a bit later. But um, we've got questions as well. We'll go through We've got the name game. We've got votes. I mean, yep. there's probably a, a part of the show we could gloss over quickly if you'd like to, that being the performances on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Everyone was shit. Um, F forfeited. Um, yeah, they were probably best on. B's lost, uh, but I will say in the B's, Millsy six and seven not out of thirty five. I did hear. I got a Snapchat from Jack Mills on Saturday night, oh Saturday evening, um, and it quite simply said he put it very elegantly. Um, <laughs> he did show me this. We got fucked. <laughs> and um, we, when indeed, I asked Millsy how he went, so we got fucked. Um, and I think from what I saw, that was just sort of the mantra for the weekend. Well, I don't want to point fingers. It could have been a different story if we didn't drop 18 catches. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, or if, you know, 500 blokes didn't decide to book a trip to Bali yeah. in the middle of the season. The most Selfish, some might say. I think fourth grade boys all need to work their way up from the Fs. <laughs> they all need to work their way back up through the And Fs. we'll do it, and we'll take the, we'll take the forfeit. And we'll yep. still play the game. Yep. We'll cop it. Work their way up, boys. Turn your brains on. Uh, well, let's have a look at the one-day bees. Oh, no, we've looked enough. Let's well, move on. No, we'll just, just for no. the sake of posterity. Tell us a little bit, mate. Uh, we batted first. I opened the batting with Thompson. Yeah, um, I did hear that. What was the decision-making process Gutsy, gutsy call. No, like, see, because our 11 was okay. I was like, we've got a pretty handy batting order here. Yeah. So when I'll go out there. You know, I'll get through 10 overs. Yeah. Leave us with a bit of, you know, bats in the shed. So we finished. We're one for 47. To be fair, 25 of this partnership has definitely been extras. Yep. I Those are the best partnerships. I scored four of them. Karan scored a few. I went, I said to Karan in the left side, we're 147. I'm going to advance every ball now and swing because if I get out, it doesn't matter. Yep. So I advanced the next ball, actually middled it, straight to mid off, he dropped it. Next ball, I advanced, hit the cover, he caught me, and they'll celebrate when you fools. You don't even know what we've got left. All part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. One for, for two for 47 with Connor Breed, Azza, John Saff. I'm not even worried. Love Next it. minute, we're at Frady. I hate when that happens in cricket because it's like, no, that that's not how it was supposed to go. Lads, I worked so hard. Yeah. Even though I only faced 30 balls, I actually faced 55 because I faced a 20 ball over and a 15 ball over. Yeah. It is hard work not scoring runs. 
It's hard work facing know, the I've been wives. Doing that for many, many years in my cricketing career, not scoring runs. I found it pretty easy. Just You'll, occupying the crease. Yeah. You like getting the wides because you're getting the runs, but fuck, by the 17th ball, you're like, fuck, any danger? Yeah. Bowl one on the stumps. That was actually part of their plan to mentally wear you out. <laughs> sure. Um, but we got to 129. Um, and it all fell apart from there. John Sapp got fired up, which I like when John Sapp gets fired Ooh, up. Yeah. Tell me more. Oh, because they were, they were cunts. Shock. Wow. Who, um, look, I'm sure you guys maybe can't say too many things that are controversial um, on this podcast and against other clubs. But I'm the guest, so I feel like I can say what I want. And this isn't controversial. I don't think I've ever met a good Cannington team in terms of blokes. And neither of you have to say anything about that. But I'm just going to say, I don't think I've ever met a good Cannington team on bloke like, status. Like a full 11? I, yeah, I don't think I've ever played against <coughs> Cannington and gone, yeah, they were good blokes. That was pleasant. Yeah, like obviously... Yeah, I don't ever reckon I've left a game against Cannington and gone, yeah, they were enjoyable to play like, against. Same, same goes for like Coburn, yep. always Coates. Um, but then you have teams like Williton, who I absolutely hate Williton, and I'm praying on their downfall and my prayers are being answered by the seams of things. But at the same time, they're always great to play. Yeah, always They're a, a lovely bunch of blokes. Rolly Stone, always good to play. Yeah, hate them. Mm. Or to be fair, I hate every single club in the SMCA that isn't Kenwick. Um, but yeah, enjoyable blokes. Too, too nice. Yeah. Rolly Stone. Too nice. Nah, that's a leaming thing. Leaming are too nice. Leaming feel, they're con- very condescending leaming. Mm. Were Rolly Stone the ones that dished up Western Draft? Yes. They that, made it. That's yeah. their issue. Someone there made mm. it. Actually, that was great um, beer for throwing on the floor in the grand final celebrations. <laughs> I like how we <laughs> sold them for like a dollar and everyone took one out of the middle and then took a sip and went, it's not worth the dollar. <laughs> yeah. Why did I break a five for this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, bees didn't go well. Uh, sixth grade, they were probably the best performed, even though they only made 96 or whatever it was. They almost defended it. Yeah, 92. Uh, and yeah, nearly defended it. Just... Just not getting the runs, boys. I mean, only only eighty one of those were actually off the stick. Yeah, sheep needs a bit of help. Well, he needs he does need help. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Maybe we just need to work on um quick singles at training. Maybe we just. I think we implement a hit and run. Yeah. Clap tactic. Every time that ba- you back up and we're going. I feel like clubs would catch on to that pretty quickly within a game. We'll sneak three or four, though, before they do. And then we go, cancel, cancel yeah, the plan. We've, we've got our five, and then once they've just been lulled back into that full sense of security, go, go again. again. Well, given that half the side was either Boulder or LBW, the hitting it is the probably the problem. Okay, well. You can't hit and run if you don't hit. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we just drop the team and getting better players. I Now, this is just my opinion. Forget hit and run. I forgot it when he said it. As he's running in, you just start running. Back and he'll miss the stumps, we go. Again, LBW or bold, that means that the ball's going to hit the stumps or has hit the stumps. If you're two metres down and you kick it away, you're not getting called LB. <laughs> I reckon I fucking would. Yeah, look, it happens. I'm down and I'm just trying to get something on it. And my partner's already three quarters away. They're not, well, but what about stumpings? Oh, well, keep away. We won't do it for spinners. Okay. Come, come on, mate. It's, I like, s- it's like you haven't thought about it at all. Yeah, no, I have. I also just think it's not like the keepers keep back very far for the pace bowlers. They don't, but we'll see. Okay. It's something to think about anyway. Yeah, I still think the L field needs to be... The L field is a great option. Unfortunately, field restrictions limit us in what we can There's do There's only the one thing I hate more than field restrictions, and that's global warming. 
No, that's that's a fair statement. I'll speak more about the Elfield a bit later. Um, I don't know how much Stephen actually knows about the Elfield. Not a not a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably too much. <laughs> probably the most but disappointing part of the weekend for mine, if if I could, and I will. Please do. Fourth grade losing to that Cannington side. Yuck. Yep. Every team disgraceful. We should all be ashamed. Um, and that's why we should have all got down to training on Tuesday. Unfortunately, there are only four of us there, and you're all a fucking disappointment. Good I was out. I was quite flattened. We were doing a 3K for footy, and we were running uh, three meals too, because we sort of ran along Row Highway up, mm-hmm. you know, down there through the creek. As is your creek. want. Definitely wasn't my want, um, but I did it. And um, as I was running back, I just thought, at least for this final, like, 500 meter stretch from like the end of Mills 2 to Mills 1. I was like, well, hopefully I can just see the cricket boys out in full force and maybe try and get a bit of inspiration there. And I looked and I was like, who the fuck are these people? None to be yeah, found. Is it, we do have a nice little group of new fellas our Kanal, Karan Singh, Karan Thakur, yep. Rohit Ganasala. Yeah. Um, who do always come down on a Tuesday, which is appreciated because, fuck, if they weren't there, it would just be me, me and Millsy usually. <sighs> Gee, that's a good two, though. Yeah, well, it was special me and time for the two start, of you. I thought me and Millsy are just going to have a good time here. Yeah. Mm, you got to be weary of how you word that, mate. Cricketing good time. Yeah, okay, good. He's got his working with children, so it's okay. Yeah, um, my bad. I'll tell you who didn't have working with children's clearance, Cannington, because we were two for 70 and we are all out 128. Disappointing. The authorities need to be alerted because I think some people were interfered with. Very upsetting, but hopefully all teams just bounce back this week and I back him we will. I think the main issue stems from the week that we went 4-0 as a club and no one got back to the club and celebrated. Well, unfortunately, it didn't even happen. It didn't? Because the Fs had their win taken off them. They had their win taken off them? Yeah, did you not know about this? Yeah. So uh, a kid played... We only had 10 in the Fs that day. So nine men and a 13-year-old kid. Uh, we thought he was 14. Yeah. allowed to play a 13-year-old. And Phoenix obviously found out. And we know what Doc's Phoenix oh, are. Oh, don't get me started on clubs I hate. <laughs> he does not like Phoenix. Oh, my God. Phoenix, worst bunch of cricketers I've ever met. Blokes have never got me out. Never. <laughs> they and can't do it. They still have nightmares about One it. One season, I got 30 not against them every bloody week. And then, oh, we'll just, yeah, we'll play against Armadale, even though no one's... Oh, 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 move on. <laughs> move on. Uh, yeah, so that game got taken off as reward by a third party. Had Shock horror. Isn't, like, the president of the SMCA one of the highest people in the SMCA, a member of the Phoenix Cricket Club? Uh, well, technically, Michael's... Uh, oh, sorry, Paul Spearing is uh, on... Uh, indefinitely, yeah, from the uh, family issues, unfortunately. So, so best of, hope you're doing well, he's Paul. He's just controlling, pulling the strings from afar. Mark Rice currently the acting Ricey, yeah, the Rice cooker, as they call the lack it. Like a response to that speaks a thousand words, boys. It speaks volumes. So, uh, Speary, I'm on to you, mate. The Rice cooker. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's jump into some votes. All right. Fuck me if this this was a hard week. For this votes. was last week. I reckon I gave honourable mentions to bloke who made a 30. This week, if someone made 30, like, they're pushing. Oh, yeah. I agree. Fuck me. This was honestly the hardest week we've ever had. How many votes do you give out? Five votes. Wow. Five, four, three, two, Real one. tough. Yeah, how do you find five blokes? It wasn't easy. I can't imagine. I tell, you, I tell you what, fucking five votes, all the fucking boys who went to Bali because they had a good time on Saturday. Oh. All right. Who got your one vote? Um, I'd like to give myself an honourable mention, and I will, <laughs> as is my want, 
Uh, because I was left stranded on seven, not out. Were you going to make a hundred? Jack oh. Neal's like, who, who knows? That's that's for the for the historians and the storybook tellers to, to to figure out. It's a real what if moment. A butterfly flaps its wings. Campy scores a hundred. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, doesn't make a sound. You'd have to know. You'd have you'd have to be there to find out. Well, that's against everything we've just been said. How about after this, we all go out to like. None of us can be there, Matt. Okay. It just happened. Did it make a sound? <laughs> Please, Stephen, go on. What's the sound of a one-handed clap? Um, yeah, it's, like, it's a Simpsons reference. Yeah, dumb me. You'll get stuff on the way home. Um, Continue. This bloke probably in the in the in the. Or do you have any honourable mentions? Sorry. Uh, not really. Uh, John Safiotti. I like it when he gets angry. Uh, not angry, but he gets fired up. I mean, if he does get angry or fired up, then it's it's justified. Like, it's like you so pushed the man too far. We got a couple of wickets, and even though they scored a lot of runs, like we let them by dropping horrendously amounts of catches. Like I still feel like they're extremely beatable. But we got a couple of wickets, and we'd come in. John Stafford just like, lads, fuck these blokes. We're bowling, and they're showing us no fucking respect trying to play these superhero shots. <laughs> Fuck these blokes. See, you know there's an issue with you when John Saff has an issue with you. John Saff is to the SMCA what Mike Hussey is to international cricket. <laughs> you can't not like yeah. him, and if he doesn't like you, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe even I'll go a step further what Mother Teresa was to charitable works. Yes, and I don't know much about charitable works, but I can only imagine John Saff is ten times the woman Mother Teresa was. 100%. Um in terms of my other honourable mentions, the lads for showing up. Like, I can't even... Oh, actually, honourable mention to Ethan Quinlivan. He quizzy? He was um, really thrown into lots of different feelings in the morning because he said he would play this week when we're trying to fill the Fs, obviously. He's never played a game of cricket, so he was going to play. Um, then during the week, he, he was he, he's never played cricket, and he said to me, you know what, like... I'm a bit worried. I'll play if you need me. And I went, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. Managed to give him that 12th man role. Really easy, man. Yeah. You know, you can get a bit of fielding. Dars was going to be late. I went, great opportunity. Get him on the field, he quizzy. Dars messaged me at 5.14 in the morning. That's oh, the And you would have been awake. I'm out. And I went, shit. So I'm trying to find another one anyway. I messaged Ethan Quinlivan and I said, mate, I don't want to, you know, get you too startled here. But you're in. And he went... What sort of time did you send that message? Like a 5.16? Okay. He went, shit. And I said, you're not going to pull out, are you? He goes, oh, fine, I'll play. He said, Matty, I'll never pull out. He yeah. goes, but still try and find someone. So he's obviously worried at this point. And you know what that means. Still try and find someone means, sorry, mate, you're in. <laughs> I'm not finding anyone else. <laughs> anyway, I did manage to find someone because... Magically, the man who was unavailable suddenly became available, Connor Breed, last minute. So, Ethan Quinlan was still the subfielder, and I said, E Quizzy, hopefully we both have to get on the f- We batted first because he had to leave at 4 30 anyway, and I didn't expect him to hang around. So, he came down, he watched, um, supported the boys, got a picture in a baggy blue, held the ball and got a picture, shook hands with John Safiotti, which he doesn't realise how important oh, that huge. is. Enormity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll give him a bit of a shout out, but there's not. So he really else. got amongst the boys. He did get amongst the boys. in and around. Yeah, yeah I, when he came, arrived, I went up to him and I said to Jack Mills to really introduce himself, and I I said good day, Ethan, and Jack Mills went, 
Equally, I've heard so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Millsy so much. Yeah. There is, oh, I'd murder people for Jack Mills. He's the <laughs> greatest human being ever. Uh, anyway, your one vote, Stephen. Um, he he probably deserves more, um, given what he did, um, but has tendencies towards being a massive cunt. Uh, so cheap Collingwood, none for four off seven and twenty nine off six. Or maidens as well. Yeah, look those. In a losing cause, um, he definitely you know top scored and great went, numbers went for, and went for no runs, um, but he's a cope, so he gets one vote. Yeah. I thought the funniest part was the vision of because it was on Frogbox and Mitch Brindley hit a straight drive and Sheep was so impressed with him he went to the middle and hugged him, embraced <laughs> him and like I didn't believe this and then I got shown the vision I was like what the fuck is going on there? Quite funny, quite humorous. Um, my one vote uh, I gave to Connor Breed. Oh, that's uh, a good shout. He really, cl- you know, came down, clutched up. Look, was looking good with the bat, then got out playing a bit of a silly shot. Bowled well earlier. I believe he picked up a couple. And uh, I do enjoy that he just, no matter where the ball is, he just fields his ass off. The intensity. Yeah. I do. He had to leave at 5.30, and it's quite funny. Bowled his over, his last over he could, and then it's just a turn and a sprint to the change rooms. Just full commando, sprint to the change rooms, get changed, off he goes. That man is an athlete. He is. Is. It was quite funny. Uh, he's bowling, and the guy played and missed him. And he ran up to him and goes, "It goes both ways, buddy. It goes both ways." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "Okay, that's great, Jack. very good." Oh, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have given Sheep a vote. Yeah. Um, who got your two votes? Um, well, you've just alluded to it. Um, Mitch Brindley, eight not, and one for twenty-five. Nice. Um, he showed me the cover drive on Frogbox afterwards at Thompson's. Um, Fuck, he was jumping out of his chair to show me. He was so, <laughs> he was so pleased with himself. Don't blame him. Half a horn uh, in his yeah. shorts, I would, would wager. Um, yeah, two votes for an eight not and one for 25 off six. Fuck, this is grim. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> My two votes, I uh, went to Dave Bentley. Okay. Got the one for, took the captaincy for the day. Yeah. Led the boys, uh, got them pretty close. So, yeah, good effort and well done. Yeah, no, that's a good shout too. Fuck, I think I've really, really fucked up my votes this week. No, good shout on you, Davo. Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't include you. Um, you might like this one. My three votes to a, a plucky young rooster. If it is who I think it is, I'm going to get real excited. Uh, eighteen runs in a not a high scoring game. Amar Canyon. I wasn't who oh, I thought. Oh, we'll, we'll take it. I, he is probably one of my honourable mentions. I just thought. Um, when when no one's scoring runs and just the the fourteen year old steps out and says, "Don't worry, boys, I'll, I'll, I'll do 18. I'll do my bit." Gritty. Uh, my three votes went to Sean Collingwood. Uh, batted well, um, ran out of partners really at the end. I think he got out at the in the thirty fifth over, trying to hit a, a ball to get us a few extra runs. But um. Um, a man who returned to the club this season um, didn't have his best day with the ball. Um, Got absolutely fucking nine eleven his stumps, uh, real early in his innings. Um, oh, it was a no ball. Off say that whack, he said it. Wackus chili con carn, bold and noey. Oh. Uh, yeah, two at least two stumps out of the ground. Uh, Hursty made twenty two and one for forty two off his eight. Um, and didn't didn't uh, you know die die wandering in the in the field. Was always vocal. Was always trying to get the boys up and about. Um, so yeah, respect to to Hursty yeah. and four votes. Um, I'm assuming your five votes must be the man I'm going to mention now because I can't believe he hasn't been in your votes. 
Four votes, Jack Mills. Um, it's got to be. Phenomenal weekend from him. Uh, we looked like we weren't going to come close to batting out the overs. And a bit of shout-out to Karan Singh as well, who, I'll be honest, I like Karan. He's a nice fella, Karan Singh. Looks like he really can't hold the stick. But I did have his mates saying to me, like, Karan Thakur and uh, Raj are saying, look, he looks bad. And then all of a sudden, he'll just go whack. I was like, okay. Anyways, batting, sort of somehow surviving. And then he just swung the hands and whack, one bounce four. And I was like... Where did that come from? Apparently at four or five sixes last year at Canningvale, just by randomly just suddenly swing the hands and it would go. And uh, so he was good. And they put on a 19-run partnership. So got us from 110 to 129, batted out the last seven overs together. And Jack Millsy, six off 37 off 37 uh, and two catches. He faced oh. 37 rocks. He did. Oh, Jack. I need to change my votes. Millsy. You, you can't, I'm sorry. We just need to edit all of this out and I'll start again. Just say five votes, Jack Mills. You've given some exceptionally good votes and mine are just <laughs> fucking grim. Um, yeah, grim, ja- grim City. Jack Mills also two catches, two good catches. Um, look, it's fair to say he's over, he bowled didn't go well, but he bowled it. Yeah. It's more than most people can say. And Millsy's um, energy and loudness of appeal in the field. Do you love that guy. Do you feel maybe in hindsight that you bowled his over at the wrong time? Yeah, Um, you've got to be the problem here. The game was lost. No, mate. Yeah, exactly. You should have put him in when the game was on. Uh, No, I don't feel like... You're the problem here, mate, not Millsy. I think anyone could have bowled anyway and it was always going to happen. I don't think it was a Millsy problem. I'm just, just curious. Curious George. As is my one. Your five votes. Um, I actually thought this was probably one of the only blokes who actually had a reasonable weekend, to be perfectly honest with you. In in normal circumstances, you might get one or two votes. Um, I think I know where you're going here. This week, this week he gets five. Uh, Colby Shocker. Oh, wow. That's not where I thought that was 31 going. off 32 and one for 40 off his eight. Yeah. Uh, batted, batted exceptionally well. Um, was fiery while he was out in the middle. Um, threw his wicket away, um, but so did half the side. Um, but overall, I mean, top scored. I think you're um you're going to be disappointed because I can't believe you missed that this man in your votes. Can't no. believe you missed Colby with those kind of numbers. Oh well, uh, plenty of other people in there, but um, Aaron Atkinson in his return game, three for forty five off his his seven and take three. Yeah, and also uh. Made 23 off 16, including two sixes and two fours. So it was one of the better performers of the round. And he gets my, my five votes. Fuck me. Was also on a hat trick as well. Hat trick ball was actually quite close as well for a big LBW appeal. Am I allowed to give a vote? I didn't see that. Um, you, can, you can mention it. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to nominate uh, Noah Hewitt for one vote. Uh, didn't play cricket, <laughs> but um, we were at the races and he. I got on a lot of people's sports bet accounts, hmm. and he picked a lot of the right horses um, throughout the majority of the day, um, just off pure guesswork. Um, and he would go as the horses were warming up. He would walk over, and every single one of the horses that weren't the one he was saying was going to win, he would sledge as it walked past. Wow! <laughs> and then as his horse came past, he would, you know, gratify it. Got a lot of time for that man. So do I'm you, I'm nominating him for a vote if that's allowed, and you guys can decide away from the episode. Do you think Do you think he's got connections to the to the racing industry? Like, would I you think would you say it's fair to say he know a guy? No comment. 
Yeah, I'm shocked you've missed Azra in your votes there. Yeah, I'm actually going to um, steal this audio file and then edit it. You can't. And put I'm better sorry. votes. You in. can. It's on my laptop. I, it's yeah. up to me ultimately. Well, Gooch, we're not going to let that happen. All right. Okay. Live from the rumpus room. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing, you know, so I've got a bit of audio I'm going to play for you. Okay. Do we need shortly. to get our headphones on? Um, I think if we turned up, we should be able to hear. If we turn up all the headphones. Yeah, I'd yes. imagine it would be pretty loud. Yeah, well, mate, it should be loud. But we got one behind. Anyway, I'll I can tell already you, hear us. Oh, well, that's quite loud. Yeah. We'll, we'll turn that up in a sec. Yeah, we've got a set of headphones yeah. right behind yeah. us. So, so as long as you can hear it. hear it. But anyway, I'm not going to play it this second, but what I've worked out is we're struggling in the one-day bees. Right, it's yeah. We were going well. We're in second now. We're in, in fifth. You know, things have fallen apart, and I think that there's something missing. I think that I've I've been thinking to the way I'm like, how can I get the boys back in business? You're gonna read Cat in the Hat to them before a game. I thought about that, but I'd need you there. Yeah, we'll talk about that very soon. But I thought, what's something the boys really used to get around? Batting song intros. Yes. So I've I've I'm in the process of preparing for the weekend, but I've, I'm going to give a bit of a sneak peek of one of them that's yep. already ready to go. I'm excited. So um, I have got your John Safiotti's batting batting intro. Um, I'll play I'll play it now. Hopefully, it's not too loud. Stop it. He's the greatest player Kenwick has ever produced. He says sorry far too much, and he's the nicest guy you will ever meet. Batting now is John Safiotti. field and warms up and plays some shots and the change of songs was so immediate it threw yeah. me a little bit yeah did i tried to make it sort did, of mash together did you see um the trumpets they had going for chris lynn going out to bat in the big bash tonight no i did not um that was quite entertaining so really? i think if we could get a trumpet here um what's geordie maxwell up to so, yeah. he's currently in south australia he I'm is touring australia with his music he's, he's just finished a tour, good little tour by all reports yeah. But uh, he'll be on his way back. Don't worry about that. With so, a trumpet in hand, I hope. So thoughts on the first uh, batting intro? You did good, kid. I think you okay. started with the best one. I don't know how you topped oh, that. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, nah, I reckon you can top that. Okay. You've got it in you. All right. I, look, I just hope it fires the boys up enough. I hope it gives something. Um, oh, it definitely adds something. And Quinana's, I think, where it peaked from my memory. So on the balcony with the speaker, they really don't like it. No. They're going, what's they going on? Yeah. They will slash your tyres. They will. They yeah. really will. Um, plenty of stuff to come. It's a hu- huge episode. Um, uh, you've got lots of questions, haven't you, Stephen? Yeah, asked around. Got a, got a few. Yeah, no, I heard at work. Um, it's D- Dylan Clements, young DC. The Rizzler, um, as he's now called. Um, the Rizzler? The Rizzler. Why is he the Rizzler? Um, so Dylan uh, is obviously just an absolute ladies' man. Um, he when, does love the ladies. When you talk about cock base selection, wow. um, ticks all the boxes, and by that I mean he has a massive piece on him. Um, Seb Woods areas? Oh, Seb Woods looks like... I, I don't even know. I don't know who I can say. Um, Liam Gardner? I feel like this is a... Wow, that's a piece. That, you see, that's a piece, but Dylan, yeah. Dylan Clements, piece. A Futuric, that's a piece. Ooh. I work in horse supplements. I think Dylan's been getting into them because... Wow, piece. Anyway... Um, he enough talking about his cock. Um, he's <laughs> quite, quite. I don't know if he's. Oh, he's good with the ladies. 
Um, but he, he shoots his shot often. And um, so he's now been called the Rizzler um, because in young person slang, Riz is um, your ability to flirt with women or people of the opposite gender or whoever you're uh, romantically... Particular proclivity. Yes. So your Riz, um, you know, is how good you are at chatting up uh, people you are interested in. And so he is now the Rizzler. Not to be confused with Mohammed Rizwan. No. One thing about Dylan Clements, obviously, he played the two games, I think, for us before he returned to Midland Guildford. A lot of fun to play with. Provides a lot of good energy in the field. Yep. Good chat in the field, too. Yeah. Quite funny. Good laugh. It was quite uh, something that happened on the weekend. We are playing Cannington, and Tomo told me he was umpiring. And um, one of the Cannington guys said to him, do you have that left armour today? He goes, yeah, yeah, he's coming at 3.30. He's like, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, he never came. No. Um, well, not what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were. I mean, look, Dylan Clements is always welcome back whenever he wants to make his return. Yeah. And um, try and lift that average in the Fs from zero to something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, but, yeah, uh, in terms of the questions, how many did you say you had, Stephen? Oh, gee, a few. At least 15. I'll oh, have a squeeze Christ. through. So, it's up to you. Do you do you want to get the questions first or do you want to go the name game first? Uh, is the name game where I have to guess? Yeah, go the name game. Oh, let's go the name game first. Now, I will reveal early, Stephen messaged me with the game and I said to him, I went, well, fuck, if there's ever a week someone could, could get the 11, this is it because I tell you what, we talk about this game a, a fair bit. Um, you batted in a beanie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is a this is a huge chance. There is one little anomaly that I can think about that might get him. Yeah. Well, for those playing along at home, it's the round fourteen game uh, in the one day Fs against Hayden Mason Cox's Coburn side. It was against Cockburn. Yeah. Twenty eighteen nineteen. Hayden Mason Cox, my boy. What a name. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, just in terms of of that game, uh, what are what are your what are your memories? Um, I remember Peter Siddle had just bowled in a beanie in county cricket. <laughs> and I said, that's pretty funny. It was a pretty cold and windy day. So I thought, why not bat in a beanie? That'd be pretty funny. Um, so I did exactly that. Um, I tried sort of playing the smartish innings, but I kept mistiming and skying everything. Um, and I got dropped about five times before I reached 10. And I went, <laughs> well, this is fucked. I'm just skying everything. If I'm going to get out, I may as well just swing. Um, and from there, I just started tonking these blokes every part. I just got a Snapchat from Tash Hewitt, who was oh. actually my main partner in that game. Deserved a 50 more than Deserved you. Deserved a 50 significantly more than me. But um, at the end of the day, Fortune favours the brave, and he was just too cowardly, clearly. Wow. Um, but, yes, uh, hit, a, hit a six over mid-wicket, I believe. and just Nearly like onto the road? Him. Yeah, and... Um, Sean and Ian were there. Um, obviously, there's two names, but they'd just gone to the IGA. They disappeared, and I believe they missed me bringing up my 50, the absolute dogs. Oh. Okay. Well, so do you want to start trying to name these? Sure. Uh, one, Murray Williams. Murray Williams. He was definitely there, but he might not have been playing. Was he there? He was He was there. Was he playing? He was not he listed was not on the playing. team. Uh, I recall <laughs> he was there. Yeah. Do we do we do we count that? I don't know. He was there. What are the rules behind this game? I'm going to give you a, a muzzigan yeah. as opposed to a mulligan. Oh, so is it the first one you get wrong? You're out. Pretty much. Okay. All but right. 
You sort of, I guess if you're naming the full squad. No, yeah, I recall Murray being there because he was really shitty about something. Probably not, playing. probably not playing. Um, Henry Buse. Correct. Myself. Correct. Matthew Arrowsmith. Correct. Sean Ingram. Oh, was Why he not playing? Why did... No, hang on. One, two, three, four, yeah, five. He's there, sure. He's listed, but six and eight, nine... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Sean Ingram <laughs> did not bat. Was actually twelfth man. Hurt his ankle the day before. Oh. But was that the game? Came on the field at the end because someone had to leave early. Me. It was you. I had to leave early. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, look, let's count, we'll it. count it. Okay. Very well done. That was the one I thought might get you. Uh, Taj Hewitt. Yes. Um, Liam Gardner. Ooh, Correct. Good get from you. Jordan Ooh. Kelly. Correct. That game, Jordan Kelly, and if he's listening, I enjoy your company. Jordan took one of the, took the worst four for I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember him, Liam, and you were like the oldest by some distance, and everyone else there was like twenty. Oh, yeah, yeah. And below was Braden Douglas playing that game? Yes. How many is that? Uh, That's a good question. You have you, you said Sean and Ian, didn't you? Correct. So you have one. Two, three, three left, I think. Three, crikey, I've got, mm-hmm. yep. I've got absolutely nothing left in the tanky. Oh, Jack Chapman? No, he no. didn't play that one. That's a good guess, though. Yeah. Interesting to note that um, Liam that day opened the batting with Ian. Yeah, I keep saying he needs to bat up. Who are the three I missed? Uh, do you want do to keep having a guess or you want to? No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty rooted All for right. this. Well, if, how about, what? give me some clues. Okay, you can go for clues. Um, This guy... Uh, one of them is playing topside this year. Probably bowls first change usually. Oh, the package. The package. Yeah. Yep. He was going. He was really into his bowling out of the you know around the wicket and taking it away from the one. There's the one in here you're going to be real disappointed you haven't got. Yeah, you should get. Clark, gun I mean, both of them really. The per. There's only one person in this room that could get into play this weekend if we really needed him, and I'm looking at him. Gee, who the, who the hell could it possibly be? I, I'm I'm absolutely stumped. Is Dalton King, did he play that game? You, that's one, yes. Yeah, but there's another one. I've already said Braden Douglas. Did you? Yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah, that's one. Oh, I didn't hear you say Braden. Yeah, you said Braden. Oh, well, who was the other one? Uh, oh, you can't. Well, you he uh, he left the club. Yep. Uh, came back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I missed that name. Is it Reese Clark? <laughs> no. Uh, who is it? The Ferg. Oh, the Ferg. He batted quite well that day, 15 or 41. He put on a little party. Yeah, I, I forgot because he fucked off to Laming for a little bit. Do you remember uh, Henry Buse's first legal ball that day? Yeah, took a pole. Yep, for the club. He and that was his only pole bang. for the club? I think it might have been. He probably claimed about another five LBWs and just kept getting, getting turned yeah. down, which led to him going, I'm leaving. Mainly against uh, Riverton. Dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, then Jordan Kelly proceeded to take like four for... Bowling these half track off spinners, and he we'd come in and we'd be laughing at, well that was rubbish and we'd go no that was a good ball. I remember I um batted under the, uh fielded under the lid to start that you game. You did. <laughs> we fielded him under <laughs> the lid. Uh, we, Mate, we were the just, one the, we were just having fun yeah, with it. The one day S just had something that no other team had. It's a fucking travelling circus. If we wanted travelling circus, if we wanted to do something, we just we did, did it. it. If we were like this would be funny, we were like let's do it. 
And Sean batted in a bike helmet the whole year. And we should have made finals. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't our fault. We didn't make finals. I don't even want to get into that right now. I was having too good of a time to get into that. Look, one thing I'll say, and I think Gooch will vouch for this: no team's ever been more well run and more exciting and fun than when me and Gooch ran the one day S. Correct. That's absolutely true. Would you say that Guy Sebastian's battle scars was about not making the finals that year? Um, I'd I'd say no, just because I don't think any sort of music could actually come close to encapsulating or putting into words the amount of pain that is felt from not making the finals that year. I don't want to mention it too much, but I think the thing that pissed me off the most is that we beat Phoenix in the second last round and they were standing in the middle of Mills 2 all basically chatting about how their season had gone down the fucking drain. It's just a sad... Let's move on. Otherwise, I'll get depressed. All right. There there was another piece of audio I wanted to play. I haven't found it yet. But you did read a poem. I did read a poem. I'm pretty sure I still have the poem on my phone. Do you want me to try to read it out? I mean... If I've got it? If you've got it. Was that what the audio was? Yeah, yeah. I I was looking for it uh, Yeah, I've still got it. 24th of April 2019. Do you, do you Was this the last round of the season? or se- Second no, last se- round against Phoenix. Oh, against Phoenix, Phoenix and we won. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to recite it for us? Yeah, I remember last round, Sean and I had sung uh, the song about Ian T for, uh, Ian's mum, T for three. <laughs> nice. Um, That's a banger. Yeah, so this is um, a poem that was about each round of the one day of season. Oh, this is exciting. It started round one. Against Riverton, we won. Against the Spinners, Murray was sweeping... But why the fuck was I keeping? <laughs> then came around two. Against Piara, the game we blew. Five wickets Connor took. Chumbi was fucking cooked. <laughs> <laughs> now to round three. The return of the package we got to see. A big win against East Frio. Multiple catches I let go. <laughs> Onwards to round four. With an actual keeper we soared. Late once again from a Japanese massage with an innings of 60 sheep went large. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking round five. TJ's batting made me not want to be alive. Oh. By three runs we fell short after Murray swung wildly and got caught. We come to round six. To open the bat, Chuck must have sucked some dicks. Sheep once again late. We can only assume with an escort and he did, mate. <laughs> Prospect around seven. We slumped to a loss from the Riverton 11. Fresh from levers, Chook, Ian and I were cunted. Feeling fucking horny, we all must have looked munted. <laughs> Continuing to round eight, despite being a night game, Sheep was still fucking late. <laughs> Murray came to open and wound back the clock until Sheep barbecued him, and for that Sheep, you rock. Again, I remember that game. Murray was on. He was on 30 on. He yeah, was wasting them all over. You're letting this Couldn't happen. Get out. We moved to round nine. Fuck, we lost our shine. Casey Sato made his debut. Our position in the ladder, we blew. Let's go to round ten. Who would have known then? It was the start of a lo- it was the start of a partnership of love. At our wedding, Jack Chapman and I want white doves. Uh, he's got a girlfriend now. It's really depressing. Shit, yeah, um, doesn't seem to come back. Now round eleven, Jack and I were in heaven. Another big partnership with sixty-one runs. Someone must have had a decent hit. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> After a break, we came. We come to round twelve. All out for sixty-three. Hilton were elved. The outfield was ridiculously slow. With that win, we were back to three in a row. This poem's still going now to round thirteen. 
Pornhub wouldn't accept the highlight reel as they don't show rape or underage teens. <laughs> Dougie turned up what an innings it was, but seriously though, who the fuck opened Muzz? <laughs> now round 14, I alphaed the opposition with 50 and a bean. 20 drop catches later, who would have thought the way I got out was by getting caught? Round 15, I don't want to be mean, but how the fuck was it me that went and took three? Round 16, fuck we were keen to finish cat in the hat. If only we could fucking bat. I remember that was... It took us about three games to finish Cat in the Hat in the pre-game readings. Um, Lengthy novel. Round 17, at a Thai massage parlour, Sheep had been. Chook's voice was amazing in the pre-match song. Singing about Ian's mum may have been slightly wrong. Now here we are. Our hard work's got us so far. Two rounds to go. How are we to know? Two decisive matches. Let's hold on to our catches. If we've learned anything from this season... Giving me the gloves is basically treason. <laughs> I'm going back on that statement now. Give me the gloves. <laughs> I want them back. And we were robbed. Fucking robbed, I tell you. We were. But when you've got that sort of... See, that was what the one day S was doing. And aren't you that. jealous that you weren't there? Aren't you jealous you weren't a part of it? Um, Even Al got to be a part of it. Al played one day S for at least five and games. I remember uh, Al would be in the middle with me and he would just look at me and he'd say, Dare to dream. <laughs> and, yeah. And fucking oath out. I remember we'd be in the middle against East Rio the last time we played him, and Al said to me, he goes, you know what it was? Goose left us on a cliffhanger for Cat in the Heart, and we yeah. were all thinking about it. What yeah. happened to the ball? Exactly. There's so many so many things that could have happened in that Cat in the Hat novel. Um, yeah, that, that was a very enjoyable season. We got fucking robbed, and if we made the finals, I have 100% confidence we would have won the flag. With ease, but alas, here we are. We cannot look back. Um, we've just got to, you know, sit back, remind ourselves that time doesn't wait for us, so we shouldn't linger on it. As, ever since then, I'm like, because that Armada game, we made, what, 290? Yeah. It's like, and we were running, like, ones when there should have been threes in the last five overs because it was just, like, ridiculous. And we're like, fuck, we should have ran those threes. Yeah, we missed out by ten runs. Anyway... What's next, boys? Bonus points matter. And I, I still remain solid that if if you ever need um, a side captain or led, me and Gooch are the men for the job. Exactly. Because we have ways of getting players that you can only dream of. Exactly. Thai massage parlours? Correct, yes, mm. but without the Thai ladies and it's just me and Matt. Look, when it's me and Gooch, it was like Doug would say no, but we'd know we'd get him. Yeah. <laughs> we knew we'd get no him. No always means yes eventually. Was that about Pornhub? No, that was about cricket, obviously. What else could it have possibly been about? All right. Well, let's let's ask some questions. Let's, please. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, first one coming from Graham Smith. Oh, nice. I delivered pizza to him once. Really? And he was shirtless. It was a shock. <laughs> I didn't realise it would be him. Yeah, that's, a, that's a picture <laughs> for the room. He answered the front door shirtless one. <laughs> Schmitty. Coach. <laughs> Got your pizza, mate. Hey, bros. And we just stood, stood around for 10 minutes, uh, having a yard. I was like, well, I'm closing tonight, so I better <laughs> I better get back to the store and help close it. Nice. Um, the first question from Graham Smith. Yep. What's the worst shot you've ever played? Oh, it's honestly hard to think. Um, because there's been so many to choose from. Um, I'm going to go with just a recent one um, because, again, I try not to think. Actually, can it include uh, the call to run or is it just the shot? Uh, go with whatever you want. It's your story. 
Um, first game for the club. Opening <laughs> oh, <laughs> the batting of my captain, and I was used to you know obviously just come from juniors where everything it had become it was driven into us. If you hit it like and it's to the fielder and they're on the ring. You're taking that single because you want to put the pressure on them. You know, we're all young, we're all quick. You put the pressure on them, nine times out of ten, they're going to make a mistake and you take that quick single. And so just in my head, it was like, if I hit it to a fielder, he's on the ring, I'm running. Um, Matthew Arrowsmith was at the other end. I ran. Um, he got out for a diamond duck his first game as captain. <laughs> and look, now, now it's just it's, just, it's a good thing it happened because we can talk about it and laugh about it. Yeah, exactly. You look like you're ready to laugh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that down. Matty yeah. hasn't slept since. Yeah, no. Look, I will say the next week, me and Gooch put on a 45 run opening partnership. Yeah, Rogue against Piara Waters. I, rem- I remember standing at the non strikers end and watching Gooch. Play. I reckon it was about five or six times he would play the shot and inside edge it and somehow it wouldn't hit the stumps and it would run down the follow and, oh, we're off again. Someone's <laughs> got to be good at French cut and if it has to be me, it has to yep. be me. We oui, we. Oui. And we won that game. Yep. Thanks to us. And Conor McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, what, what else? Oh, it's your turn. Yes, Sam. that's what else. I was yeah. like, well, what, what were we doing? Questions. Yeah, questions. questions. Uh, Seb Woods. Yep. That's in. Uh, he asks... When are you going to take your cricket seriously? Because we all know if it wasn't for your knee, you'd be opening the batting for Western Australia. It's true. Um, my bung knee has always given me issues, I think. Um, it's best in life not to take these things seriously. Um, sometimes you just need uh, something to relax you from the tough rigours of day-to-day life. And cricket is anything but that. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, cricket, you got to look at everything you're putting into it financially puts you under more stress, um, you know, the fees, the kit, uh, the drinks, the therapy, all that sort of stuff. Of course. Um, the impact it has in your relationships outside of cricket. Um, the You know, just this, that, everything. I, I feel like um, if I wanted to take cricket seriously, the best way to do that is by not playing cricket at all. Fair enough. Interesting. Um, in terms of, uh, obviously, you said... What Seb said about the knee issue and you're not yep. getting played for WA. You did represent WA in water, water polo? Yes, regularly. Yeah. regularly. Regularly. How many times? Too many to count. I actually did represent WA in martial arts. I do have photographic evidence. Yes, of that. that wasn't for WA. That was just a local tournament. <laughs> um, but Where you um, beat a kid's head in? Uh, no, I did get disqualified. It might have been the WA <laughs> one. I made it to the semi final because we were really young. You're not allowed to hit people in the head. <laughs> And I was I was taking I was taking on someone from my like my dojo I call it a dojo it's fucking Queens Park Rec Center <laughs> yeah sensei my class yeah called him sensei it was this white guy called Jason who's <laughs> was the stepdad of one of the chicks I went to school with in year three hey Jason yeah sensei Jason um, yeah um, I kicked him in the head. Not Jason, uh, <laughs> one of the guys from my dojo. And, On purpose? Um, no, well, it was just Bang! just a good kick and I uh, got disqualified from the... At least that's my memory of it and I was probably about eight. So uh, that's probably... That's, that's watertight. It's probably incorrect um, or extremely correct. But Fair enough. I definitely could have been the next Karate Kid. Uh, the next question here coming from um, Ethan Quinlivan. Yeah. Um, he wants to know, do you like the movie Top Gun? Never seen it. I don't believe I've ever actually seen a movie with Tom Cruise as the lead. 
Wow. The only Tom Have Cruise. Have you seen the Tom Cruise as an like, side? Only thing. Yeah. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's the only movie I can think of. Film. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only uh, cinematic experience I can think of where Tom Cruise has been in it. Would you like to get together one day and we'll watch Mission Impossible 1, I'm 1 together? I'm so flat out. I've oh, heard bad I, reviews from Jax. <laughs> only on Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Jax is a fool. But it'd be a, be a nice time we could watch Mission Impossible together. We could, but I'm not very into action movies. All right, Minority Report. Um, I don't really feel like talking about people of colour right now on this show. <laughs> wow. Um, not, not that I have anything against them. I just don't feel like this is the place to get political with a Minority Report. Um, your, your turn. Uh, this one is Anonymous. Um, and I've always said that if you're anonymous, you're a coward. Yep, so give us the name. Yeah, give us the name. I won't, I won't give up my sources. Gutless. I, I am. And Coward I do. Um, so this question is, how does it feel to have climbed the mountain? That's short. And, and who's up there with you? Who's up there with me? So the mountain is just essentially a goal you have set out for yourself. In this instance, a mountain scoring 50. Um, I can tell you who isn't up there with me, Sean and Gramini and Archibald. Wow. Uh, haven't climbed the mountain. Are you pretty co- um, confident that message, that question's from Sean Ingram? Well, they're the only two I usually talk to about climbing the mountain because <laughs> um, they'll talk about cricket. And I think that's why I sort of lost passion because I'd climbed the mountain. <laughs> and I, well, I, you, don't, you don't climb Everest twice, do you? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Scoring 50 was my Everest. Was hun- I, the 100 ever on the cards for you? Well, that's sort of like trying to go to space. <laughs> It's like, I'm just one man. You've got to join NASA. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't want to do an eight-year course. Like, I've, <laughs> I've climbed the mountain. I went to Nepal. I experienced everything it has to offer. It's a great cultural experience. I, I even went back and did it again a few weeks later. <laughs> Albeit I had a few slip-ups on that mountain. But once you've climbed that mountain, you're sort of like, well, it's just a mountain. What's left for me here? Yeah, why, why do I climb mountains? Why not, you know, at this stage, go look at the other beauty that nature has to offer, um, like jacaranda trees. There's a lot of jacaranda trees around here and I think uh, they're one of my favourite parts about nature because just as everything's coming good in summer, and even if it isn't, everything is always coming good in summer regardless of how bad life is, and then you see a little jacaranda tree and it's sort of like, you know, no matter how rough everything's been, these flowers are blooming right at the time that your year's sort of booming because it's summer, you've got so many exciting things coming up and they're just a beautiful shade of purple. Uh, in, the, in the town Grafton on the uh, mid-north coast of New South Wales they actually have a Jacka Festival every year. That sounds so like it a sign slice sounds like something you'd be There into. is between my house and here, three kilometres maybe, just along that straight along there, G- Gerrard Street? No, not mm-hmm. Gerrard Street, yeah, Gerrard yeah. Street. Uh, there's probably about 30 or 40 jacaranda trees. So what you're saying is maybe we contact the Grafton folk, yeah, ask them to come over here for Jacker Two, or we just yeah we just Electric boogaloo. yeah or we just jack it off here. We have a jack off, a good old fashioned jack off. Some people prefer to jack it on, others prefer to jack it off. I think we just town versus town jack off. We can jack off better than those guys. <laughs> now um, my next question, I've got a few of my own that I'm just going to slip in. Sure, you slip uh, it in however you feel, mate. I hope it's consensual. Oh, I'm like every woman at a nightclub, just <laughs> oh, letting Matt Jesus. slip it in whenever he can. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, God there please. won't be a potato famine here. Uh, please slip it in. You have my consent. <laughs> my question is, um, one of my favourite Gooch moments was when you did take the th- the three for, yep. and also dismissed um, number one batsman to that season, Brody Renoff. Yep. Um, can you talk us through the moment, what you did, and I how, it, how it occurred? So that season, um, like every good cricketer, 
I never last more than two seasons doing one bowling type, if that's off spin, leg spin, or seam up. I never last more than two seasons doing that. I've never, you know, you do it twice, and then it's like, well, better move on to the next thing um, because this is no longer exciting to me. Um, and it's it's sort of just presenting yourself in new challenges constantly. So I was currently in a seam up phase, and I'd figured out how to bowl outswing. I was getting pretty, not good, but, you know, consistent at bowling outswing. Couldn't bowl in swing for the life of me. Ah, it's a mugs game. Um, no one ever really taught me how to, you know, swing the ball, this and that. They never taught me the logistics behind it. It was sort of just get the ball, bowl it. This is bowling out swing. I'll keep doing that. And then this game, I just thought, I'm just going to turn the ball around <laughs> and I'm going to see what happens. Because I'd sort of hold it on an angle, like my middle finger over the seam and sort of rip it as hard as I could. And I just thought, I'm just going to turn the ball around and see what happens. Was it an in-swinger? Was it just a straight one? I don't know, but he's been absolutely done. Bloke's been averaging 80 for the year um, and just gets clean ripped on his leg stump. Wow. By one of the... And, you know, average 80 for the year. The game before that, he got out to a full toss LBW from Murray Williams that he then tried convincing the square leg umpire was a no ball, which the square leg umpire called about a minute after it was given out. Yeah, like I'm fielding it square leg. Like this ball's hit him on the full on the knee, which is clearly not a no ball. So he hasn't called it. And the square said... I should have called that. It was clearly a no ball. I'm like, it wasn't. <laughs> like, I think that square leg umpire's got no balls. Oh, clearly. Um, but, yes, that is your answer. In ref- in reference to that game where Murray hit the bloke on the, the knee uh, and you made your, your 50 by 61. 61 and it included a tennis racket slog over yes. mid-on. I remember I was umpiring shirtless because it was 40-odd <laughs> was 40 odd degrees, four days before Christmas. And, again, one day, yes, you have fun. Trappings for the eyes. So... Thongs, shoes, hat, shirtless, umpiring. Um, and I kept <laughs> I kept calling this bloke front foot no balls. And first time I did it, he's like, you have to give me a warning. Like, oh, no, I don't. A warning? What is this? Under 12s. Excuse me, sir, please. You, you see that crease line there? If your foot goes over it, it's actually a no ball. So I'm just going to let you know that, mate. It's a bloody no ball. Called it once. Then he did it another couple of times. Then after drinks, he comes out with just this steaming bouncer brush. Because I'm not wearing a helmet. It's one day Fs. And... Um, Steaming pounds of barrage of just 70 to 80 kilometre per hour short stuff. Fiery. Yep. And I think he bowled six bounces in the one over. It was just guide over gully <laughs> yeah. four, guide over gully four, just past point two. Then he does it again. I just step forward and swat him over mid on <laughs> for four with a tennis racket shot. And it was probably the most alpha moment of my life. Game Narducci. I remember yeah. we were all sitting there before the game. It was so hot. And like, we didn't really want to play. I and never they were, do. They were a little bit late. Like, maybe they're going to Mills 1. Maybe they won't show up. Maybe we're yeah, for right. maybe, maybe we can just all go and home. And they showed up and then... They showed up away. and we're like, oh, shit. And we're like, we're going to have to play now. Lost the toss, had to bat. We're, all, we're not feeling that good about it. But we're, f- we're like four or five for 50. And everyone was, was panicking. But for some reason, I just felt extremely calm because Gooch and Jack were in. And I said, boys... We're gonna be okay. Chap Doogie. It was one of the it, it was one of the it's the eighth wonder of the world. How we I think we batted together for six fifty run partnerships in that year. Like consistent 70, 80 run partnerships in that year between us. All I'm hearing is that Jack Chapman is the key to getting you back to playing cricket regularly. Yes, Pre- yes no, that's the hundred percent the I've key. I've been saying that for so long. And Jack, if you're listening, come back. I messaged him earlier in the year. He was, he was going to come down and play a few games. Then I looked on my cricket, played a couple of games at Rolly Stone, cheeky oh, dog. What? 
Yeah, I'd be upset, but I can't because it's Jack yeah. Chapman. I know what it is about blokes with the name Jack at Kenwick, but I just love him. Jack Chapman, Jack Mills. Jacks. Jacks. Daniel Jackson. How do we let that clearance go through? I think well, we wouldn't have cleared him. He was at Willison, so. And yeah. But um, also, uh, in terms of that one, one quite funny incident that I do remember is that when you were approaching the 50 young fella who could hit the ball, Muhammad Toki yep. came to the crease. Yep. And didn't he just come to you and go, you're on 48? And he goes, yeah, I think you're on 49. <laughs> and, and he went, oh, thanks. Well, I sort of went, oh, thanks. And then as I was walking back to my crease, I was like, no, I'm actually pretty glad he said that because Teague Wiley can say what he wants. I'm not the fucking tax man, nor am I Teague Wiley. I'm going <laughs> to celebrate like fucking mad. I'm just going to drop it and run. So I got one that I probably, like on my hip, probably would have tried belting and probably would have just hit it straight to square leg. And then I just decided, no, I'll just nip this around to like fine leg and take the single. What you're saying is Muhammad Toki is basically like a Sherpa and you're at the almost at the precipice of, yeah. of Everest and There's a lot you're, of you're not doing well, you're no. you're struggling, and he's just said, you know what, mate, I'm going to give you the tools to get what you need done. We we will reach the top alive. Essentially, I was in really thick clouds and I had no idea where I was, and then he says to me... Disoriented. Yeah, at any point I was willing to give up, and he says to me, you're only 10 metres away. <laughs> Keep climbing. And I climbed and I planted my flag in, and then I went back and did it a few weeks later. In credit to Gooch, I think... The guy actually probably won us at least, and this is like probably putting it at less than it was, at least four games off the bat when we're in a bit of trouble and did it twice against Phoenix. And like it would happen, <laughs> it would happen again and I'd just be like, he did it again. The, like, <laughs> the second time against Phoenix was the best because I that hate, was good. specifically because I hate when people come to watch me play cricket, I absolutely hate it. I, I don't know why. I just, when I'm at cricket, if it's like someone who's a part of the cricket club, then I don't mind it. But if it's someone who's just there to watch me, I'm like, no, I want to be with my cricket people. I want you there. I'm there for cricket, not for you. Fuck off. You're not a part of this life. Doesn't care for the fanfare. Exactly. And Ian, Sean and I, best friends at that stage, we're chatting up three girls who are all best friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they invited their two girls down. And I was like, "Well, you put me in a bit of a predicament. I don't want her coming. Like, I, I don't, I don't want him to come." And then I was like, "Well, I can't really say no." So she rocks up. Then I pat up and I stay in the room for a bit. There's a wicket. I go out to bat and I just bat for as long as I. Po- I'm pretty sure I batted out the innings because I was just like, "I don't want to go back there." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, "I don't want to fucking go back there and have to like." Nothing against her. She's great. I, I still see her occasionally, but like, I don't want to have to hang out with her on a cricket day. Like, I just want to. I want to play cricket. So then I just hung out there and scored 30-odd not. Yeah, I remember we were in trouble that game and then who's he out there with? Jack Chapman. And they put on the runs. And I remember I went out there and, and high-fived after he won us the game. And I'm like, you fucking did it again. How have you done this again? Uh, one day, yes. We could reminisce for far yeah. too long. Anning Park should actually be re- renamed Narducci Park. Or Chapducci Park. Wow. Yeah. He, he owns that ground. You're suggesting we commission the local council? I would. Let's not. It's um, Paul Spearing's ground. Who knows what Rath Hill throw. Look, and all I'll say is, Paul Spearing, you could have gained my re- respect if you batted in the Akubra last year at the semi-final. Akubra. He was wearing the Akubra. When it was still allowed. He was wearing the Akubra. He had the chance. It, it was a lot. That would have been he, one of the final games where you could wear hats. He had the Akubra on. 
took it off and he went I'd out of I'd take back everything I said about him if he wore the, the Akubra. Oh, if he wore the Akubra when he went out of that. Oh, baby. All right, let's keep rolling with this. Anyway, story. next question, yeah, Stephen. Far too long. Yeah. Apologies to the listeners. Oh, look, maybe they enjoyed it. I hope I they do. I hope so. <laughs> uh, Colin Smith. I like oh, that yeah. Guy. Speaking of big pieces. Oh. Now, that's also a bit of a partnership, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's the love train right there. Fuck, I miss um, Colin. Ask him... What is uh, what's next on his social media ventures uh, with his podcast and the footy yarn shiz? I'm interested, <laughs> I'm interested to know um, how big of a social media superstar he's going to become. Um, well, as I said, I might be moving to Melbourne for mm-hmm. it for a bit next year, so I think it'll be a bit of same old, but obviously the same content in Melbourne. So it'll be really like early AFL season stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try get some AFL content done, and then a lot of road of the draft stuff. And then that might become like a yearly thing that I try to do. And then it's obviously just releasing as many videos as possible next year so we can get monetized. Is the podcast really really on the agenda or is that just a – because the videos it, are the main thing it, for you. Oh, yeah, I don't really care about the podcast. It's more about the, the videos. Um, in terms of social media ventures, the one thing I've probably got more love for – actually, it's tough to say because the footy on, obviously, I – like I get recognised on nights out and like I get people talking about it, which is cool. But the one thing that I get a lot of weird reception and love for is when I water my plants, my Snapchat stories and that then proceed to popular. drink out of the hose. Um, so one, <laughs> one, one morning many years ago, mum and dad were on holiday and I had to water the plants. It was a very hot Sunday in December and I was very hungover. So I thought I'm just going to record me watering my plants. And then at the end of it, I was like, God, I'm, feel disgusting. So I just sprayed myself with a hose and opened my mouth. Um, and then I did that for all, all the plants and I just recorded me watering all the plants and spraying my mouth with the hose at the end of it. And everyone loved it. I had so many people come, this was great, this was amazing. I would do it every week. People just kept saying, I love it, I love it. Didn't do it for about a year because dad came back and then dad. everyone was like, I love it, I love it. And then didn't do it for about another year. Did it again a couple of weeks ago when they went away to Darwin. Everyone was like, this is so good. I've missed this so much. This yeah, is- I got sent one. I was like, it's back. Yeah, I don't know why people loved it so much, but people people love watching me drink out of a hose. It's weird, but that gets more. Even Colin's gotten around that. He once sent me a video of him watering his plants afterwards because he was just like, yeah, I, I don't know why. People just loved me watering my plants. I never got that one, but it seems to be successful. Um, question here from Dalton King. Love that guy. He wants to know if you have Braden's ID. Do I? Yes. So uh, we went to. This is actually a very funny, long-running story. We went to Broome, um, and Braden uh, was one of the people with us, and he lost his ID on the first day. Not Braden Douglas for the people no, listening. Bra- Braden Crombie, yeah. um, who will eventually make his debut for Kenwick. Um, cricket or footy? Cricket. Wow. Um, baseballer. And, oh um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the first day we went and got lunch at Chicken Treat. We surprised Kenwick legend Tash Hewitt in, in Broome and um, got Chicken Treat. And then he lost his ID. We assume at the Chicken Treat or the Liquor Land uh, nearby. Um, and we made a long-running joke that one of us had his ID the whole time. Um, and in fact, as me, I still have his ID. We're just waiting for the right time to give <laughs> it to him. Assume he's a big listener to the potty. I can only imagine, yeah. Uh, next question from you there, Steve. Uh, Dylan Clements Oh yeah Writes in uh, The Rizzler The Rizzler The Rizzler Ask him what a rogue knight is And what they mean to him He did tell me this was coming Because we work about 10 metres from each other And he goes 
Oh, so Kepi just messaged me. Asked if I got anything to say about it. And he uh-huh. did say he was going to mention the Rogue Knights because there's a lot of things that Dylan could ask, but he shouldn't. And I'm very glad he didn't. Um, but a Rogue Knight is essentially... you having it. So the first Rogue Knight is just a quiet night. And I, I, again, I can't even get into all the details of this night. Wow. But it was a Wednesday night. We were at the pub. I was at work. And then they were like, come to the Bowmore after work just for one. Um, got there. It never is. Just for one. I think I got home 4 a.m. So it's, ju- it's just when you absolutely don't expect it to be a massive night and it ends up being a massive night. And it usually goes by Dylan saying at any stage of the night, it looks at me and goes, Rogue Night. And I go, no. And then the last, oh, we had one last Friday, but the best one, Matt actually picked us up at about 8 a.m. from our house. I remember this. We finished work at 11 on a Friday, 11 p.m. I think it was early. I reckon it was like seven thirty. It might have been seven a.m. We got to Magnet at one a.m. I was in and out of like remembering and consciousness. Dan got kicked out. It was just me and Dylan. I'm out in Northbridge. The sun's rising. Next thing I know, rat these guys like place in. You'd know better. Claremont. Oh, I can't Claremont. even remember. It was uh, yeah. I was, it was it was like a twenty five minute drive. Essentially, you just don't say no to things. You just see what the most unexpected things you can do in that night is. Um, and it was yeah, just ending up at some random's house for a very average kick ons, um, and it means a lot to me. They don't they don't come often, but what's beautiful about them is you never know what's going to happen next. From um there, it was quite funny because I picked you two up. Yeah, Dylan, and Dylan slept at Fremantle Oval for his yeah, game. Yeah, like Dylan had a game dragon. of cricket. Had to go get his bag from some bloke's house. Like, he's calling Midland Guildford guys trying to find out this address. I'm like, drum, where, the, like, where are we going? What are we doing? So he calls Sam Orm, who I actually know. He's like, oh, look Sam. Sam, Matt's in the car. I'm like, this is so random. Anyway, we go get the cricket bag. I drop him at some ground. Like, it's like 9 a.m. His game's not till 12 or whatever. Yeah, fucking um, yeah. He goes, I'm going to go in near those trees and just have a sleep on the cricket bag till they get here and hope they don't notice that I'm cunted. Did exactly <laughs> that. And I'm pretty sure he got away with it, but he said it was a rough game. Did you play that day as well? I did. I woke up at 12.01 and my... Didn't you walk to the ground? Oh, geez. No, no. My phone was on 1%. And I had to get Ben Howard to pick me up. I do remember this. Take now. me to Dan's in East Vic Park to get my cricket bag out of my car. <laughs> and then take me to the game. And I reckon I got to the game at 12.55 and thought, gee, I'd, I went to the Burmese World Mini Mart for pregame. Was that where the nuts came? The I think that might have been the first time. The spicy nuts and the Picari sweat. And <laughs> yeah, rough day at cricket. But that's what it's all about. That's what, And that's what a rogue night is. It's just, it's indescribable in the sense that a lot of the things that happen there shouldn't be on record. For legal reasons. Precisely. Um, Josh Cons would like to know, um, are you nervous to be coming on a real podcast? Um, you know, I can't really say too much against this podcast. Um, but feel free to. I think I've got the home ground advantage <laughs> because the rumpus room, as much as Matt coined it, is, is my domain. Um, I arranged this couch. I put these chairs here. I asked my sister very kindly to hang these shirts up. Um, I got all these shirts. Um, Mason's obviously Matt's, but I've I've decorated him, so I feel like I've got the home ground advantage this year. I'm pretty comfortable. Fair enough. Your next one there, Mister Kemp. Uh, I've got I've got a couple of uh, so a couple of blokes have written in four questions. Where? Wow. Um, Tony Wright, Spudley, Spudley, Budley. 
shout out to you, Spud, listening from South Geraldton. Yeah. Um, when did you feel semi-retirement was the best option for a quality all-rounder such as yourself? I reckon it was probably at the age of 16, and I don't reckon I really fully implemented it until I was about 19 or 20. So there was a few years I was stewing on it. Bit of a process. But I sort of thought, no, you know, you're young, you'll get through this. Um, I think eventually it's just a matter of if you've got the feeling, take the feeling. And obviously I would have missed out on the one AF season had I semi-retired, so I'm glad I didn't. Um, But at the end of the day, I think... You know, like any good athlete, do you retire on a high or do you keep chasing that high? If you keep chasing that high, you're going to end up like any of the members of Motley Crue who have nearly <laughs> died from chasing that high. I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, obviously after the one day of season, you couldn't retire. You're like, well, I have to see if I can keep this golden path exactly. going. And it was just not a great season. I didn't enjoy cricket at all that season. I think that was my last full season. I think it was round three. And I, we might have played Williton and you got out for one. And I think I think we locked eyes and it was just like, I'm done. It, yeah. the, pat, the, the form runs over yeah. and, and, it's, and, I, and I'm done. I couldn't do it without Chapman. <laughs> it just wasn't the same. Fair enough. Uh, my next question here. It sure is. Your uh, next question. It comes from uh, Tal Stewart. Love that guy. Um, he goes, what's your preferred conflict resolution, paper, scissors or rock? Oh, so this also goes back to Broome, um, where, and I feel like we're definitely dragging on the episode by having a story for each of these answers, That's but okay. Rim Broome and a questionable young individual were at the Rowie on a Thursday, and I, I ask a man if he's using that chair, he kindly says no, so I take the chair, sit on it, and um, a young aggressive gentleman comes up and he says, oi, you took my chair, and no, no, no I did not ask for it from that guy there. No, 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 that was my chair. I was like, no, no, it wasn't. That was his chair. I asked for it. I wasn't I wasn't in a mood for stepping down. Um, although this was definitely the kind of man that would start swinging. And he oh, did yeah. resort to some push and shove. And he was oh, no. grabbing the chair and tussling. A Murray Williams type? Oh, far more younger and worrying than a Murray Williams type. But I thought, fuck this. I haven't done I, anything wrong. I, yeah, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just not going to let this bloke walk all over me. I'm not going to be... A coward. This is this is a chair I got. I went and asked someone of the public for it. He's been next to that guy for longer than I have. Could have asked him for the chair at any time, but didn't. Goes to the guy and he says, "Do you give him that chair?" And the guy goes, "No." Oh, are you kidding? So I was like, "Wow, that was cowardly." Straight under the bus. Um, and it, and I go to him, "You know what? Let's just settle this with a game of paper, scissors, rock." Um, and he didn't like that at all, and he got even oh. angrier until oh, no. Josh Dalton, Taj, Braden were all like, just give him the fucking chair, just give him the chair, man. And so reluctantly I gave him the chair, and then I walked up to someone else and I got a chair off them. Wow. But it was a matter of principle. I would have gone scissors. No, I would have gone paper. <laughs> no, I would have gone... Oh, it's oh, tough to say. It's, it's an in-the-moment thing. I think I would have gone paper. I was in a real paper phase at that stage, so I think I would have gone paper. Stephen, your next question. Well, a man with such aggression surely would have gone rock. That's say that's what I was thinking. Uh, the the masculine feeling man likes to go rock. <laughs> so you got to try and get that with a bit of paper. Indeed, indeed. Oh, speaking of things that went wrong, uh, Tony Wright continues. Can you explain what went wrong throughout your first year in One Day A's? Getting selected, um, batting. Uh, getting given the ball, breaking um, a finger, fielding, breaking a finger. That was probably no. That was one of the no, best that was a things happened to me. 
No, that was the second highlight. That was a good game. I broke my finger. Next ball hit a four. Jackson and I had like a 50-run partnership. Ooh. Great You game. were an opening batter that season. I yeah. remember like there was no one to play A's and like in E's I was just like, Gooch, you're going to be the opening batter. And you went, okay. And then <laughs> so then they, they dragged my and go, well, I guess he's an opening batsman then. Yeah, <laughs> but two positives. He might have even asked this. Um, in our first game, Spud actually uh, be- bequeathed, bequeathed. He, he bereaved the nickname Gooch yeah. upon me and Chook yeah. onto Sean. He also gave Darren Riordan tenacious D. Yeah, but I feel like the backbone's... Oh, and he good. gave um, Harrison McConnell um, Stephen Bradbury. Stephen Bradbury. He's a good man with nicknames. As good as he is at cricket, he's better at nicknames. On your spotly. Um, my next question here, uh, back to E-Quizzy, Ethan Quinlan. Yeah. He wants to know, can you fly a plane? Can I? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, back to you, Steve. Uh, Jacob Lansmere did, in fact, ask, oh. uh, where did your nickname Gooch come from? Well. So, I mean, obviously we've just heard that Spud gave it to you, but yep. <coughs> remember more of the context around Oh, that. absolutely. Um, Chuck and I rock up, Champion Lakes, Spud goes, um, you boys got nicknames? And I said, some people at school call me Naguchi, like the clothes brand. And he just went, ha, we'll call you Gooch. <laughs> That's, That's really stuck with like the whole of WA. There is, I remember that was like when we were in a high school partying phase, there is hundreds of people out there who would not know my name is Hayden. That was what Chuck said when he was on the podcast. He goes, I'll mention Hayden, and unless I say Gooch, sometimes they just don't know who he is. Yeah, there are so many people <laughs> who don't know my name. I love it. Uh, next question here, another one from Ethan Quinlan. Um, He asks, I assume he's referring to me, do you like Matthew? No. And I thought you'd say that. Yeah. Have I ever met Ethan? I'm going to say no. He's got a lot Spiritually. Of, yeah, no. got a lot of questions to ask. I don't mind it. Maybe this is like a, I don't know, like a 20 questions thing to see if we'll be compatible to be best buds. Maybe. Now, uh, Stephen, back to you there with uh, your next question. Who's it from? Uh, Tony Wright. Oh, God, yeah. I love this guy. Who at the club has brought the most to your game? Brought the most? Oh, it's Jack Chapman. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not at the club anymore. Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to say, I'm going to take this in a sense that um, Tony doesn't mean, Um, or maybe he does, Um, but I'm going to say Stephen Kemp, and I'm not going to say he brought it to my cricket game at all. Can I guess what you're going to say here, just to see if I'm right? Would it be funnier than if I said it? I don't know. See, I don't know if we're on the same wavelength, so you say it. it. Okay, I'll believe you if you say it's what I'm saying, but... We were 17 and, you know, we are hanging around blokes who are in their mid-20s, to mid, you know, 25 to 30 age bracket. And we're like, fuck, this is pretty sick. Yeah, we got older friends. We're mad cunts. <laughs> so um, going to high school parties and stuff and we ask Stephen, so what's a good thing to say to women? <laughs> and Stephen, Stephen leans back on the wall and says, well, what you do is, you ask him, do you come here often? And no matter what their answer is You then gesture to your penis And you say Do you want to start coming around here often? (laughs) And I have to say It's provided the most for my game More than anything else it can be Look um, that's not what I was thinking What were you thinking? I honestly I thought you were going to go back so so deep To be like 
when Stephen told me about the extended shade. The extended shade and the power points <laughs> of the net. It's the only thing that got me to Kenwick. <laughs> Yo. Um, and the extended shade isn't even long enough. You speak about um, high school parties. I do recall when um, me, Stephen Kemp and Al Martin rocked up to a Sean Darcy party at Sean Ingram's house. Was that the one where I was in whites and a GWS long sleeve? I think so, but I remember you went off with a girl and like were hooking up with her and then mid-hooking up went, no, stop, I need to go see Steve and Alan Matt before they leave. Yeah, no, I feel like I could hear you guys saying you were leaving (laughs) and so I was like, all right. Well, we're just sorry, love. We're gonna need to put this on pause because there are far more important things <laughs> at hand here. I distinctly remember that Al and I turned to each other. It was like one or two months between us in age, and we looked at each other and we went, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Yeah. But it's an experience that <laughs> I will it's, never forget. It is a bit rogue. We'd been begging you guys to come. It was a bit rogue. Yeah, I don't really like how we agree. Like. Yeah, I don't. We were like, yeah, we were like "Oh, this will be a bit of fun. Go, go hang out, hang out with these young boys." And we and all then, just separated. And, and we get there and we're like, what, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Quite funny. Quite a vibe. It's good. Yeah. I'm like, these these girls are probably all 18, but I still feel like legally I'm on fucking, I'm on thin ice here. <laughs> Where should I be here? And again, I'd absolutely leave any one of those women at that party again, five times over just to say goodbye to Stephen and now. Look. And yourself. I also recall, and you'd probably remember this as well, and- when those like seven or eight just African fellas just rolled up, yeah, walked in, and we're like, were these people? Yeah, because there was <laughs> one, it was one chick that I was like to Sean, oh yeah, invite her, and then she brought like eight of her mates, and they just rolled up, and she was like, I don't know any of these people, and we're like, Gee up, man, kick them out, tell them, tell them they can't come around here, you don't know them, brother, and he's mate, he broadened his shoulders and he let them know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Um, we, is it my question or yours? It is. My question. Uh, who we got here? There are a few left here. Andy Law writes in. True boy. Um, he goes, what's with the Glasgow Celtic love? Um, so my granddad, who I have zero memories of because he died when I was like two. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, bless his soul. Um, was a big Glasgow fan or like played like amateur Glasgow stuff or youth Glasgow stuff, something along those lines. Like he was really heavily involved with Glasgow. And so no one else in my family liked soccer. Um, I only really got into it when I was about 12, 13. No one else in my family does. Um, so I don't go for them, but there's always like, cause I do have Scottish family. It's like, well, you know, I may as well sort of be a bit passionate about Glasgow. And so it was a bit like that. And then Andy said he supports Rangers. And I thought, no, nah, I'm a huge Glasgow fan. <laughs> Anything to piss this fella off. Fuck you, piece of shit. Anything to get into him and his dad about how shit Rangers are. I'll tell you what, though. Jermaine Defoe, real good Celtic No longer player. at the club. Rangers player. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, Stephen, your question. Jacob Lansmere continues. Yeah. Good guy, this. You say that. Uh, are you a child trapped in a young man's body? Um, well, yeah. Strange one. Can I respond with a question? Please. Jacob, are you a bunny chapped in a man's body? Because you're absolutely my bunny, mate. Um, a fair call. He bowls, pies, half trackers. And look, he might be saying, this is very childish for me to say. I don't care, mate. You want to bring out the war of words? Just deliver on the pitch. 
Did a lot of Landsmere slander the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's a very easy man to slander because he's such he, he's so outspoken. <laughs> so when things don't go his way, it's so easy to get into him. I'm a fan of the man. Oh yeah, I absolutely oh, yeah. Lo- I love the bloke, but I'd never okay. say that to his face or around anyone he yeah. knows. Um, <laughs> question here from Al Martin. He um, wants to know why you don't return his calls anymore. That's a lie. He has never called me. Do you know how many? Al, I'd believe that Al doesn't call people. Al is just look. I I love Al, but Al, I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of the deceit. Do you stay up at night waiting for him to call? Often, I'm sick of the gaslighting from Al wow. more than anything. He he makes you think he wants you, um, and then he just he distances <laughs> that himself. That is classic from you. Al. Old gaslight, Mark. You, you see him and you go. You know, it's such a great interaction, and he's like, "Oh, you know, this, that. I love you so much. We should hang out at this time." And then, you know, just nothing, just absolute crickets from the bloke. And it's like, "Where you only love me when I'm here. When you don't need me, you know, you know, I'm just a flashlight to you. I'm an emotional flashlight." Wow. So where was it? We were we, we went went out with him one time. Um, went out with Al. We picked him up from the casino. Did we go to Mustang? No, not my. Sure they were lining up at Mustang, but we went to the one near the train station. The one north, near the, not not Northbridge, not North, far out. I can't believe I can't remember the, the name. Station. Al does like you. The definitely stain. know. You definitely know the name. I Universal I Brass nah, Monkey. Nah, nah. Even closer, like literally on the like middle train strip. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't remember the name. Not a clue, mate. Like as soon as I say, you'd be like, oh, and I just can't remember. I got no clue. Well, anyway, the time we went there with uh, Al and also Jordy Maxwell. I think that was the first time we oh, met Oh, Market Jordan. Grounds. Market Grounds. Thank yeah. you. Because that doesn't feel like a club, so I always forget yeah. that it's in Northridge. Yeah, Market Grounds. Yeah. That was an experience. That was. Great night. Mm. I miss At, Jordy. Uh, look. He'll I, be back. He, yeah. He'll, he'll play soon. <laughs> music, at least. Yeah, definitely music. Um, the 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 road the road thing about that night I remember I I literally Al Al sent me the message we've been waiting for this and I yeah. he was like picking up from the cast we're going to Northbridge I went I literally messaged him like hey coach I'm picking up we're picking up Al yeah. and he went I guess I have to then yeah <laughs> um, um got a very easily twistable arm oh, fair My enough biggest weakness in life uh your next question there Mr Kemp uh so Jacob assumes that you Dan's a yes to being a child yes um, he says being a child. Do you feel? Do you still find fart jokes funny? Absolutely. I think you need to grow up if you don't think fart jokes are funny because it's a matter of trying to act more mature than you actually are. If you don't think a well-timed fart isn't funny, then you take life too seriously. Mate, and preaching preaching to the converted here. Yeah. My response to him was like, "Mate, farts are always funny." Yeah. Like if you if you time a fart well, always hilarious. Even if you time it badly, that's funny. Yeah, it's always like a little bit funny. You're like, oh. This guy, but like, if you can time a fart well, funniest thing ever. Like you were at a funeral, like the <laughs> the, the, bere- the bereaved, <laughs> the bereaved are sobbing <laughs> loudly, yeah. and you just let a little squeaky one out, like an elongated squeak, and it's yeah. like a little bit there. Even like, like, the people mourning, like I feel a bit better. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't not laugh at it because it's natural. You can't you can't prevent it. It's not like you want to fart, you just have, and it's like, well, that was funny. I just slipped out a little like an accidental old lady fart where they have no control over it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I wonder if he shit himself a little bit. And that's even funnier. <laughs> well, maybe he did. The mystery of it all. Ethan Quinlivan writes in again. Again, my boy. Now, I don't know in what context. Yep. But he wants to know what you rate yourself out of 1 to 10. I don't know if there's a look of uh, personality. You've got, to say, you've got to say 10 at the end of the day. Um, you know, 
I think it's important in life that you're your biggest fan because um, the one person you're going to see more than anyone is probably yourself. Um, so if you can't love yourself and if you can't constantly tell yourself, it's a lot. It's a lot like, um, you know, I guess. I don't know how to say this. It isn't extremely offensive, but, you know, lying to yourself so much that you start to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you wanted to become religious, but you're not at all religious, you could almost just lie to yourself so much about it until you believe it. It's Sometimes you just got to lie to yourself about being a 10 out of 10 until eventually you believe that you are a 10 out of 10. Better fake it till you make it. Exactly. Um, because or confident stuff. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you just fake confidence enough, eventually you'll just have confidence. Maybe I can be a batsman. I, exactly. Or, or it's gaslighting. Yeah, you got to gaslight yourself. You are a batsman. I am. I'm a male. I will continue to open yeah. the batting, even though it is detrimental to I'm, the team. I'm absolutely a male manipulator. I'm. I'm a gaslighter. You. You. <laughs> you. You provide some gas. I'm providing the lighter. I'm lighting that son of a bitch up. I love gaslighting. Uh, back to you, Stephen. Uh, Tony Wright, with his final question. Okay. What was your goal? When first joining the illustrious Kenwick Cricket Club, um, live, love, laugh. Nice, very wholesome. And I think I did that. And also, um, use the clout to fuck as many women as possible. Nice. Zero uh, percent on fucking women based off my my cricket. Is that why there's a mattress in our change room? Because you because you're having well, sex with girls in our change room. No, see that's the issue. The mattress is there, but only in case of emergency. Have you tried asking girls if they come here often? Um, I haven't got to the part where I speak to the women yet, oh, that um, but that's probably the most difficult part. Floor on the plane. It's sort of like make eye contact and you just, ah, and you just turn around and walk away. I've done some investigation and I and I know why the mattress is there and I'll never tell any of you. Do we actually have a mattress? So, so yeah. I got an email from the city of Gosnells today and I just I read it and I just started laughing. <laughs> what the fuck is this? So they said, um, we've done a, a recent which they spelt as recent. <laughs> We've done a recent uh, tour of the facility. Tour. And tour. And <laughs> shit. Tour. A tour. Who are they showing it to? The bloody premier. And, and they found that there was like, it looks like a double mattress in the away change room. Is there a double mattress in and, the There is. And they said, can you please arrange for this to be removed? I saw these messages and even I just laughed. Yeah, and they sent a picture of the mattress, <laughs> like as if to say, like, we're not fucking with you. Why so. is there a double mattress in the UA change rooms? I remain to leave it to all your imaginations. That's not going to satisfy me. Yeah, well, I feel like it has something to do with satisfaction. I'll tell you what. And temptation. Tune in next week for the next clue. Yeah, are we doing clues, are we? Yeah. Do we get a clue in this one? Uh... I haven't come up with one, so no, you just get told about it. Next week, the first clue will be revealed. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. I don't... Can I ask questions about the mattress? How the... How the... Like... (laughs) Who the fuck... Like, did we just not lock them up one day and a local homeless went, oh, fuck, I'm covered tonight. Yeah, but why did they have a double mattress with them? How many homeless people do you see with mattresses? Maybe they're like the upper echelon of homeless. Oh my god! Yeah, but I still don't see them with. You just see them with a lot of blankets. Maybe, maybe they broke into a house. You'll have to wait for next week's clue. Uh, am I allowed to ask one question? One question about the mattress. I uh, sure. Are there any cum stains on it? 
It certainly I looked haven't. stained. Okay. I haven't That's all investigated I needed to know. that far. I couldn't determine the nature of the stains all I needed or the to viscosity know. of the stain. I already know the answer, but I won't reveal it. Uh, my next question comes from Al Martin. Like that guy. Um, he wants to know, will Cam Green keep his test spot after the South African series? Obviously, he's going to have it for the South African series. I think he probably should have been dropped at the moment he denied me a photo at OBH. But he made up for it. N- well, you say that, so... Oh, no. We were at, no. Well, we were at OBH and I saw Cam Green and I was at his shield debut. And that doesn't grant me any more power or responsibility towards his career or, you know, stocks invested in his career than anyone else. Except that does it, it does. It does. It absolutely does. I was there at his Sheffield shield debut when he was 17 or 18, taking polls, bowling 140s. This fella's all right at cricket. Don't mind him. Josh Nicholas also debuted that season. Oh. Um, Played for Kenwick. Did he? Yeah. Played against... Oh, I didn't play against him, but played in a beer pong tournament that he was in last weekend as well. I think... I'm trying to remember. His nickname was was either Sperm or Spoof because he was like tiny. Well, yeah, he's at Midland Guildford now playing in their ones. Anyway, C-Cam Green at OBH and asked him for a photo and he says, got drinks. It's a bad look. And I was like, well, just like that, you're no longer my favourite cricketer of all time. I hate you. I hope you get dropped. He should have been dropped from that moment. Um, but then I saw him at Out of the Woods down south, and at this point I didn't even ask. I gave one of his friends my phone, and <laughs> I, sa- I went up to him. I said, "Oh, he can't get a photo real quick," and um, we did exactly that. As the door just opens itself, can you close the door, please? I don't know. Was it not you? Hello. <laughs> okay. Hello. Great to see. You. And so- the door just popped open magically. Where? Um, the ghost of... Does she have any questions to ask you? Um, we can get into that later. Oh, cool. That was my sister, if anyone couldn't hear. We are... The studio's in her house. In the rumpus room. Yes, correct. Such that is the force of Cam Green. Such is the force of Cam Green that he entered the room. Cam Green's probably entering a lot of things. He's two metres. He is. Well, yeah. 199. Anyway, back to what you're saying, or were you done with that? I think that was it. I just went up and I forced him to take a photo. Well, in terms of that... Cameron Green, gee, he looked yucky with the bat last test. Not a lot for him to gain. Yeah, but it's like it was all in his head. like, gee, I haven't got a bat this series. Just want to stay out here. And he just like looked real, ooh, ooh, ooh. Get Aaron Hardy in there, I reckon. Yeah, relatable. Oh, look, I think... Hilton Cartwright's still kicking about. I think uh, I think the green machine will fire when it's when it's oh, of needed. Course he will. Yeah, just put Nisa at six. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But that's now, a bit... Uh, Sorry, go on. I was just about to say that's all I have to say on the matter. In terms of the Australian test team, they keep going, oh, who's going to go out, Nisa or Bowen? Drop start. Bring Cummins in. Keep Nisa and Bowen both in there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, fuck that. Leave Cummins out. Mate, he... I fuck with that. He, mate, he wants to go against our national sponsor, Linter Energy. Unpatriotic. Disgusting. Clearly shows no love for the Australian nation. I want Morris. I want Nisa and I want Bowen to lead the, the front. Matt Kuhneman, is he far off? No. Yeah, see, I like that. Now you got me. <sighs> I, choose, I choose not to dignify any of... Let's get Jack Wildermuth in there. He's got a bit about him. Jack Wildermuth does have a bit about him. Now, look, got went to, went to water late. Bo Webster's meds are hot. And if you say otherwise... Cam Green why out. the fuck is he bowling meds? He's, like, he's, he's really a, tall. He's a round package. He's very tall. But he does have quite a round package. Shock. Bo Webster, get him in at six. Drop Cam Green. And that's all I have to say on the matter. Right. Next question. Next question. 
Was it me or you, Stephen? Oh, it was you. Fuck. Take me away. As long as you don't talk about that shit anymore. Anyway. Go. Just ask the next question, mate. Fuck up, mate. Next fuck question. Up. Jacob Landsmere writes. Well, yeah, he's fuck. got a few. Who has the best footy podcast in WA? <laughs> um, Ethan and Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, in WA. Is it the West Coast Eagles show that he used to host? Toast Coast the Coast. Yeah. Crikey, what? Who can forget Jacob's jolt? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Gee, look, tough one. I'm probably going to have to say um, Old Bull Young Buck. Old Bull Young Buck. Uh, but only because... But now, now they can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's one more competitor gone. See you later. We're one spot higher in the rankings. So who would you say, obviously a bit off topic... Old Bull Young Buck, who could be the two that do it now if they continued it? Honestly, I never even listened to a single episode of Neither. Old Bull Young Buck. <laughs> Neither. I uh, just heard it for the first time. Yeah, it was David Mundy and was Griffin Woke. Yeah. So, so I'm just the old bull. I'm going to say you just scrap it. You reckon? Yeah, just scrap it. Call it a day. You don't have it in you anymore, Freya. Focus on your footy, boys. All right, fair enough. Let the podcasters podcast. You guys just focus on your footy. Let it die. Do you feel that's a reference to Step Brothers? Um, probably. But I can't say I was in the naming process. I mean, she's had the old bull. I just come out of the shower. Got a nice yep. sweat going from my chest hair down to my pube fro. And she said, well, hey, I've had the old buck. Maybe I want the young bull. And she grabs my wiener. Thoughts? Uh, no, that was, very, that was a very good rendition of it. You, you, you provided with memories I forgot I had. Um, question here from Sheep. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> where is my fucking batting trophy, you prick? It's a great question, Sheep. Where did you put it? Yeah. Where, where did, did you, you put, put it? it? That's all I've got to say. Next yeah. question. Stephen? Don't give him any more time a day. Oh, thank God. Uh, Chris Chadwick. Or Chad Chriswick. Yeah. <coughs> I'd like to know, who is the most intimidating guest that you've interviewed on the footy yarn and why? <sighs> Intimidating. Um, I'm going to say Jai Cully purely because I put it upon myself um, when I greeted him. I hadn't interviewed anyone for a few months because they were all, they all had COVID shit going on. Um, and so I shook his hand, went, hey, mate, how you going? He was like, good, mate, yourself? And I went, yeah, good, you? Oh, um, no. And from that moment on, I went... Well, now I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, now I've just sneaked off three times, been dropped, but like, I'm absolutely rattled. This bloke's got it moving both ways and I'm on the back (laughs) foot. Bits and pieces. We're eight for dick and I just need to do something. Fair enough. Um, Sheep continues. Doesn't he just? Incredibly. Does he have Um, to stop continuing? I assume he's referring to your one day spectacular season. He goes, um, the outcome of the greatest year five game in the history of the Royals. I don't know what the outcome was. I mean, I'm, I mean, a lot. I'm of not even sure what the question yeah, is. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really. Um, I should be saying good five games in the F season, Gooch. Played about twelve. But yeah, I assume he's talking about the patch. You know? uh, five, five good games, even out of twelve. Fuck, that's a yeah. great season. Yeah, you would have played more than twelve that year. You played basically every game. I think I maybe missed one, but yeah. No, it was a good season, Sheep. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about individual performances. It's I do recall as well, Jacob Lockyer would come up to me and go, they're like flying at the top of the ladder. Gooch just got around, it's time for him to come up and Gooch would go, nah, I can't. I don't think so. No, it's sorry. just, 
Was there a difference between E's and F's? Yes, E's was worse. We, I, now, now I, Al came down and played some F's. I remember he played against his friend said it was the toughest attack he faced that year. Sometimes it just depends where clubs put their teams. It and does. F's was a stronger grade that year. Yeah. And I, I maintain that. F's, a lot of the, <coughs> there's probably two or three teams that I played in the F's that year that have been better than some fourth grade teams I've played. It was a strong call. It was. It's not surprising. Yeah, it's a bit weird how it gets set up sometimes. But, yeah, that F season, there were some teams that I faced that were better than fourth-grade teams I've played. And I remember, and I got laughed at, we were going through selections one night. You guys were playing probably a, probably fifth grade at the time, maybe sixth grade, I can't remember. And they were batsmen short, and I grabbed the magnet and said, Gooch, and I went, the bloke's in form. And I got laughed at. I got laughed out the room. I got laughed at. That sounds got, right. Got called an idiot. Yep, I mean, it's a good thing they said no because I would have said no because I just wanted to play F's that year with the boys because it was such a good vibe. It wasn't about the cricket; it was just the about vibe. the vibes. I look forward to those pre-game book readings. Anyway, we could re- reminisce for hours. We could, and we, we have. could reminisce for hours. Um, was it my question or oh, before you go back to your question? I just have a statement from uh, Mitch Cox. Okay, he just <laughs> says he I, also sent me a statement. He said, "I hope you're well." I um, I walked past the Terry White chemist. He at least used to work at. Today and I just looked in there and I lingered and I slowed down for a bit just with a faint bit of hope that I could walk into Mitch, seeing Mitch. Remember Cox. we went there and he wasn't there. The one day a year he doesn't work supposedly. He works all the fucking time. I love that man so much. He wanted me to tell you that you're a lovely man. <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna blush here, boys. This is a lot to handle from Mitchy. He um yeah we are one of the best blokes I've ever met in my life. Fair, absolutely cool. Uh, your next question there, Steve. Chris Chadwick. How many have you got remaining out of interest? Uh, this is the last uh, listener question. Okay. He'd like to know, who are your batting and bowling coaches and what are they charging? Um, batting coaches would, jeez, it'd probably just be watching John O'Will's highlights. Mm. Um, An icon. I- Actually, if I had to put it down to anything, I'd say Robolinda 2 and it's absolutely free. Well, I will say one thing. I remember when it happened, was it not after Sean Collingwood took you for a, a little one-hour sort of session? Yeah, um, I don't know how much I got out of that. But yeah, we can say Sean Collingwood, but that'd be gratifying him far too much. Fair enough. Um, and the bowling coach? Uh, again, oh. Robolinda 2. Fair enough. Fuck, there's a lot of content there. Exactly. Um, I know when I'm bored, just have a just, bit of Robo just a quick search on the old Robolinda yeah. too. Question from me before I get into the final two. Yep. Favorite favorite bowler that you'd like to look at when or watch when you think on Robolinda too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyone you want? Jeez, probably Yasser Arafat. Oh yeah, wow. the good old Scorcher days. Mr. Clutch. Scorchy's oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, hot, hot. Um, Ethan Quinn living continues. Um, do you believe in aliens? Yes. You do? They're amongst us, mate. Yeah, right. Yep, they're called the government. Sheep? Shit. Yeah. They're in, they're in mate. They're embedded. This guy next to me, local council worker. No, not me, mate. Not anymore? No, nearly a couple of years out of well, the game. Civica. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Ah. A fine institution. Because he figured out about the aliens. Mm. Got out of there quick. You don't have to say anything, mate. Your silence speaks a thousand words. Now, um, the next question from Ethan Quinlivan and the final yep. one I have that's not from me. Um, this one used to be asked on uh, Rove Live back in the day. Stephen, you might recall that show. The fine might, show. Might have been a bit too 
bit, bit before my time. Um, ask, who would you turn gay for? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. From Rhodesia. Danny from Rhodesia. Oh, yeah. The other day I was, not the other day, I was a couple of months ago. I was at the gym after work. It was night time. And I was just cooling off on the bike after a leg day. And Blood Diamond was on. So I just decided, I'm going to get on this treadmill and just walk and watch the entirety of Blood Diamond. Well, and so I did exactly that. <laughs> and just walked while watching Blood Diamond. That's commendable. I know it's late. I know it's late, but we could go watch it now. I think it's maybe um, currently 58 minutes past my bedtime. Um, But if it's for Blood Diamond. So, yeah, probably Blood Diamond. I didn't even have to hesitate for that because (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio and Blood Diamond. Yep. Very nice. Leo and anything, really. Specifically Blood Diamond. When he's Danny from Rhodesia. Hanging with Suleiman Ben from the West Indies national <laughs> <laughs> team. If, if I close my Where eyes, where is he, Damon? <laughs> I, I close my eyes and I just listen to that, and I'm like, "Is that Sean Ingram? Where is he, Damon? Where is it? Where do you see the diamonds? Do you? Uh, I don't know if you saw this in regards to Suleiman Ben. Did you hear Brad Haddon speaking about that confrontation yeah, they yeah, had? Yeah, yeah, the other day. What about like Triple M? Yeah. Like what Suleiman Ben actually said? Did yeah. he? Did he say where is the diamonds? Where is it? He didn't. Okay. Um, he actually said, because uh, remember you seen the vision where they sort of collide yeah. and have that altercation, and Brad was going to leave it, but then Suleiman Bed said, "You wait till you come play in our country, I'll fucking stab you." And Bet Brad went, "Well, that's not on." That's sort of, <laughs> that's sort of like me when a guy asked me, told me that the chair was actually his. Like you, you're going to leave it alone, but sometimes you just need to stand up for yourself. Like Suleiman Ben's twenty feet taller than Brad Haddon. Sometimes you just got to stand up for yourself. Can you imagine the peace on Suleiman Ben. Fuck! You don't want to get stabbed knees. by you don't want to get stabbed by that. He's taller than you, bow and off spin. Oh, that's that's huge. <laughs> That'd knock me out. Like if he swung that, <laughs> it would knock someone out. <laughs> and that was probably on the average in that West Indies team. Um, now we'll go through a few of our own questions, please, Steve. Do. Um, first of all, question from me. Yeah. Um, I know you're one for your cricketers, and we message a lot about. This guy should be in, that guy should be in. Who do you think should be in? Did you see the selections? Yep. Why did they make these mistakes again? Specifically, where is Chad Sayers? But obviously, it's too late for that now. Yeah. Um, where do you see the Australian bowling lineup going? Obviously, the start comes Hazelwood. Trio has been tried and tested for a while, and it has worked. But we always want to see something a bit different, yep. as, do, as I do. Where, who do you think's next in line? What would you like to see? Matt Kuhneman's obviously toiling away. So, Todd Murphy, bin him off. I don't care. Give Matt Kuhneman the go he deserves. Mitch Schwepchen, you were fun. We gave you, what, one game, don't two like games? You were, better as an, you were better as the next big thing, mate, because the second we got you, we realised you weren't Shane Warne. <laughs> not even close. And you don't deserve any more chances. Um, so, you know, there's Todd Murphy, obviously, but I think Matt Kuhneman, give him the crack he yep. deserves. Left arm off spinners work so well. Steve O'Keefe was robbed of an international career. Um, I'll take that. I'll say that to my grave. Um, but obviously, in terms of the quicks, it's it's kind of glaringly obvious that Lance Morris is is up mm. there. Jai Richardson will obviously come back like every quick does after stressing their back out at twenty six, twenty seven, and then make a five, six, seven year pace career. Um, but only bowling one forties now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few there's there's a few kicking around. I don't, I'm, I don't know how I feel about Will Sutherland. I'd like him to do an Alex Keith and go back to footy. Um, Wes Agar, that'd be pretty hot. Wes is, Wes Ro- is around. Riley Meredith, can he pull it all together? Um, Who knows? If if everything goes right, I really hope Xavier Bartlett 
becomes an international cricketer. Xavier Bartlett. I just really like Xavier Bartlett. I don't know why I fucking love Xavier Bartlett. Right. I don't mind that. So that, that's my goals for it. Do you? Do we ever see Mickey Edwards? Um, Probably not. <laughs> I love it. Why do you think I said that, Stephen? The look on Stephen's face was enough. Big Mickey Edwards fan. Wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, the openers as well. Warner, Bryce Strait. Kawhi, you still, got, still Bryce backing Strait, Bryce? No, no, I'm not backing him anymore. Look, I want I, him to. Look, I want him to. And I think Steven's even on the boat now. But, gee, he's been struggling. He made an 80-odd in his last Shield he, game. He had his form. He had a really good season where he showed a lot. This season he hasn't quite been up to those heights. He's still been doing it to the same degree. Or not to the same degree, but doing the same thing, just not to the same degree. But Matt Renshaw has found himself again. And Henry Hunt. And Henry Hunt's been very good. That said, I'd like to see Sam Whiteman giving it a go. Oh, yeah. But I think right now, Matt Wrench, obviously Marcus Harris is probably next to him, but I'd like Matt Renshaw to come back. Can Marcus Harris, fuck off. You, you do have to give the bloke credit because whenever he goes back to the, the domestic scene, he does always just poor runs on and it's like... But eventually oh. you've just got to give it up. How, Mate, surely Hanscom's going to India. One thing that Marcus Harris does have that no one else does... Is his signature on a Swedish sports card? <laughs> Marcus Sinclair. Marcus Sinclair Harris. I still have that card just on on my desk. Very nice. To this day. You think Hanscom's going to India? Um, I'm no selector. To. I'd like him to. Yeah, I think he will. Uh, I think he's come a long way since he's yeah. been out of the side. Yeah, he's scoring bulk runs. Uh, Stephen, did you have a question you want to ask, Young Gooch? Uh, I do. Um, so. In the time that I've known you, and, wh- and what a time that has been. Great time. You've taken us on quite a journey. Um, and I want to give specific reference to the haircuts with which mm-hmm. you've, yeah. you've worn. Dished up a few. Um, a can, lot. You, can you talk us through some of your best and worst decisions vis-a-vis the hair? Uh, I don't think there's been any worst decisions. I was about to say, they're all great decisions. Um, they're all journeys. When I first got to the club, I remember at that stage... I let someone at school cut my hair. So I was like, fuck it. What, like, what's the consequence? How angry did that make your mother? Oh, very. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was when I sort of started to realise, yeah, but like, what's she actually going to do? <laughs> like, she'll be angry, but it's not like this is an actual horrible decision that has major consequences. Are you like, sure she'll beat me? Yeah, like, but that's just a given. And I should clarify, my mother doesn't beat me. Okay. Anymore. No. Um, <laughs> never um, but uh, I went, you know, so I had that one where I let some kids at school shave the sides of my hair and give me a mullet, and it was a very average one. They got chopped off very quickly. Then grew it out a bit, got another mullet. They got chopped off. And then grew my hair out again, got a mullet. And then that eventually got dyed pink because of a bet on the footy yarn. Um, I think it was a great decision. I think you won the bet. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any regrets vis-a-vis the pink? No, I actually wanted to dye my hair pink, and I made the suggestion to Seb. I said, maybe, like, I dye my hair pink and you get a scarlet. He went, yeah. I went, beauty. I wouldn't even be fast. I'd kind of like to see what my hair looks like if it were pink. Um, and he got a scarlet, held it for, like, one or two days because he's a fucking coward. Um and then, yeah, I, I got the pink hair, held it. I think if there were any regrets, maybe had the pink hair for a little bit past its use by date, all the hair had just died. It was just a matted mess. Um, chopped it all off. It had, like, pink frosted tips for a bit. Bleached it all blonde and got flames on the side. 
Um, <laughs> and then, flavor flow. Yeah, and then that that sort of grew out. Um, and then I had like nice blonde frosted tips for a while. And then I decided to try grow dreadlocks. Um, but all I did was just stop brushing my hair. So I just had one matted clump in the back of my hair. <laughs> and so then eventually I had to chop that out. And here we are just now constantly getting mullets and trimming it a little bit, sh- shaving the sides. But I think the mullet is, it's definitely closer to, to done than it is to starting. I'd say um, 2023 will probably be the last we see of the mullet. Wow. I'd imagine. Huge. I do have a lot of emotional attachment to it, though. Now, um, my question, um, the not the first time we met, but when I when I held your hand at the Wacker and took you out to meet <laughs> Brad Hogg, yep. did you implement um, his teachings of bowling the wrong end and twisting fruit to bowl spin? Funny you mentioned that. I actually saw a letter today addressed to the Queen's Park Cricket Club um, <laughs> on our kitchen bench. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did maybe for a little bit, mm. but I feel like often I had bananas, um, Shit. with lunch. So it probably didn't just, work. It didn't quite work to, to practice the wrong. That said, that was for practicing the wrong one. If I ball wrist spin, I can only ball wrong ones. I can't <laughs> ball leg breaks. I can, Damn it, Brad. Yeah. I can only ball wrong ones. I guess it worked. So yeah, there's that. I, he just didn't teach me how to bowl leg spin. Steven, your question. Uh, I I did have another question. I well, it's, it's a bit of a two-parter, really. Oh, um, so barrel. What's what's the best sledge you've ever given a teammate? Ever given? Oh, oh. Christ! I dish out so <laughs> many. I couldn't tell you honestly. Like, there's so many, and I feel like all the ones I can think of are just really average. So many of them are just one-offs, and so many of them are things that are just like. About specific stories and all the best ones would definitely be towards Sean Ingram. Um, he's such an easy target at times. Or Straubs, um, as you guys would probably know him. Bit on the body. Strawby. Strawby. And um, yeah, nah, they'd definitely be to Straubs. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say a lot of them I probably can't repeat on here, the best ones. Oh, no, no, go on. Um, I made a comment to Straubs about him stealing and sniffing a girl's panties once. Which he did do after New Year's. Wow. Um, and he can no longer come on to protect himself and defend okay. himself. Um, one thing I did want to mention, and Jack Chapman. Um, yeah. Not Jack Chapman. Jack Mills. Sorry. That guy. Jack, Jack on the mind. Love that guy. Um, one thing. He's really growing into his own now. So he he's dishing out some sledges. And he told me that um, Sean Ingram jokingly said to him, because Sean Ingram says a lot, this lot only fight women and children. Yeah. And um, Jack said, oh, What's well, good for you? I only fight people who make strawberries, mate. <laughs> I love Millsy. Yeah, Chuck Ch- was telling me about that. He was quite uh, upset that he's now getting alphaed by Millsy. <laughs> um, we'll have to wrap this up very shortly because the battery is lying. We don't want to lose any of this. Yes. Um, before you, I do go, there is one question I have to ask. If you're at home and you're making a stir fry, um, do you prefer to go with rice or noodles? Um, rice is easier, but noodles taste better. Okay, very good. Very good. Quickly, uh, Deserted Island, which Kenwood Cricket are you taking with you? Um, Jack Mills. Jack Mills? Yep. I like that. I like that. Uh, is there any, any other obvious ones we usually ask before we finish? Uh, I haven't insulted you for the question as yet, um, so oh. maybe we'll just let it go. Thanks, man. Hayden, I've really, really enjoyed this chat, and I feel like it could go for another hour and a half, but yeah. 